So we'll start now. It usually takes like 10 seconds for me. Uh, I'm always like awkwardly like this, like, uh, am I live? Am I live? <laughs> I'm that guy who's that inexperienced still. Dude, I'm telling you, the intro stream with some music, it gets rid of all the awkwardness. Yeah. That's what I need to start doing. Is like it's part of the charm, though. It's part of the charm. <laughs> I did it last week and it flowed, so I need to like, I need to do that for sure. I need to make my own theme song is what I need, but. Um, oh, uh, we're, we're live. Oh. Live, sweet. So yeah, we were yeah, talking about making <laughs> it flow. Because I, I wanted to take it live. Because I wanted to talk about. I need to make my own. About off stream was um, being nomads, internet nomads. Oh no, did I lose you? Oh no. I'm no, we're good now. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm back now. Yep. <laughs> so you're talking about like being internet nomads with all this censorship stuff, right? But I'm like, I, I kind of like the idea of like the speakeasy. Like, take it underground. Take it, you know, and you were saying, like, even on a, on a website, I may or may not. <laughs> I'll let you say, but we were talking about it off screen, but it's like a kind of secret chat room you have, stuff, which right? I kind of like, 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 kind of embracing that concept of keep, like, a little speakeasy underground where you and, like, your OGs can go hang out and then, like, also have, like, your main channels kind of out in the public, your public persona. Right. Yeah, I mean, what's I, I think the inclusivity exclusivity thing, it, you know, it's always been a, a conflict you have to resolve in the social sphere or the, um, you know, we're just you know the, the online streaming or interviewing is just an extension of you know inter, it's just interpersonal interaction and you always have used technology to to you know other than just being in the same room with someone right now in mean, like the written word that you know television, the telephone, writing people letters. These have all just been extensions of being, having a one-on-one -on -one conversation in person. And, you know, um, I think, well, I've been saying lately that everything's an extension of the campfire. Like if you're, the campfire is where people met, you know, this people, where people cooked, they made music and things like that. And it's like, who to let in, who to not let in. And it's always been, <laughs> social creatures have always just, um, you know, the more heads in the space, the more like, oh, that guy's cool. And then that guy does something bad. And you're like, dude, get that guy the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> uh, in this space, we, um, we're on many platforms right now, four or five different platforms. And I was saying about, about Trovo that it's maybe kind of good that it doesn't, the restream chat doesn't connect everything there. So you can have an exclusive chat and that's everything from Trovo to, you know, Discord, all these different, you know, Slack. I don't use all of them, but, um, at, there's gatekeepers ever like everywhere i should say and you know you're a gatekeeper right now like that's not necessarily a bad thing yeah. uh it's just that you own this content and you are allowed to kick out people or let people in or it's just a problem that needs to be solved somehow in this every, every social situation and when the more that society ostracizes people or lets people in this gets either more complicated or or simpler and right now it's very complicated yeah. End of rant. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. It's so complicated right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, and that's we're going to kind of get into it later, but we might as well just get into it now. Like, like gatekeeping or like censorship. It's like I'm starting to be like, okay, like duh, of course, right? Like, and the whole idea of like freedom of speech. Like, I have free. I have the freedom of speech to say whatever I want. It's like, yeah, you do. Not on my platform. <laughs> Not in my chat room, mm -hmm. not on my website that I yeah. built, not on my, you know, not on my company, like not on my property, basically. You know, it's like, yeah, take your freedom of speech everywhere. I'm not going to stop you. And 
yeah, the government shouldn't stop you. That's the whole point of the actual law is that the government can't restrict your freedom of speech. But like my house, <laughs> you're going to just come into yeah. my camp. Like you're saying, like the campfire, like my house or my campfire and just start talking crap to me. No, dude, get <laughs> yeah, get out of here, dude. I'm not giving you my food. You're like You're not allowed in my campfire. You're not allowed in my house to talk that stuff. You know, if you want to come and yeah. say stuff that is agreeable to me and my people, yeah, like welcome. Well, I'll, you know, me and you are just people who will like welcome controversy, will welcome controversial opinions, will let people disagree with us, you know, so we're probably more relaxed than others. But just that idea of like, you're not allowed to censor me. It's like, dude, okay, then get, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> then you don't get a Twitter account, dude. Like, and so I'm kind of like looking at these people complain about like, Oh my God, they're censoring everyone on Twitter. It's like, yeah, dude, of course, because Twitter is run by crazy leftists that don't agree with you, and you're trying to dis you're trying to like go against them, you know. And I mean, the way I see it too is just like satanic minions. It's like children of the lie, like Satan. It's like if you're trying to fight against Satan, if you're trying to fight against evil, and you're using a platform that's run by evil, <laughs> you it's almost hard. have to expect oh. to at some point be censored. It's like you. It's like. You need to view your your time on these websites, like on YouTube, on Twitter, as limited. As you know, if you're actually fighting against their interests, you can't get mad when you're kicked out, and you have to almost assume you're going to eventually embrace for mm -hmm. the alternative, brace for impact on that. So that like gatekeeping yeah. thing is the same concept. It's like it's yeah, always going to be here, here, man. It, yeah, I mean, and that's why I mean what we do with rights is very important. You know, that's why, I, I mean, I believe, I mean, you know, there's, I'm somewhere in the middle as far as whether government grants rights or whether we're born with rights. I, I tend to think it's kind of, a little, it's, it's kind of both and neither at the same time. You know, if you act in an immoral way all the time, I don't believe that God just provides you with rights no matter what, you know? Uh, I, I don't know how to really square it because it says in the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence, you know, we're born with inalienable rights. But I think if you act in a in a, a, an evil, immoral way, then God takes those rights somehow. I don't know how to square the whole thing, but a lot of these people don't believe in rights. Well, they believe in their rights when they have power, but they don't believe in there's I don't, I don't think there's such a thing as universal rights. You know, it's just whose land it is, kind of like what you're saying. It's whose land is it, whose property line is it, and inside of that property line, there's no freedom of speech. I personally think there's no such thing as freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is kind of a trap, because it, it, it can, you know, there's really no, there's always been blasphemy laws, there's always a, uh, there's always manners, there's um, there's the possibility yeah. of you getting out of something. But what you're saying is totally true about, um, if you're using evil, if you're operating inside of evil to fight evil, your days are limited. <laughs> I mean, it still, of course, over into the physical realm and to um, the actual realm. But digitally, you know, if you fight hard enough against it, your ass is getting kicked out eventually. And it might be good, you know. Yeah. Sean, Sean V. Planet V V 300. Like, I know. <laughs> like, like 700 accounts but you know yeah. v6 million uh, yes. yeah, yeah it's a little high dude sounds a little bit high yeah it's a little high <laughs> <laughs> you're dropping the conclusions there it doesn't sound realistic there yes <laughs> well sweet um so my plan for today was to kind of ask you and then kind of give my opinion too at times maybe on some or most of them 
but I wanted to ask you some questions that like Jesse Lee Peterson would ask either some he's actually used in his like streams and stuff, or just some that are like yeah. my questions, like in his kind of tone. Is that yeah, cool? do you love white people? Yeah. First question. Do you love, <laughs> yeah. You, I don't know if you can see it, but my, uh, I wore this shirt for you straight out of DC. Yeah, Stephen yeah. I got my nice little, uh, Caucasians sweatshirt on my new favorite shirt, <laughs> <laughs> my new favorite shirt to wear around. Uh, yeah. Go, go Caucasians. Big, big time white enthusiast. I don't know if you know that about me. Yes, I knew that about you. Yes, I, I, <laughs> not supremacists. I don't think we're better in any way. I just think, you know, go white people. There's no, you know, yeah. there's, no harm in, there's no harm in cheering on white people. I don't get that. Uh, I don't even know that stuff. With, like, the more I think about with the depth, you know, I get, I'm a little autistic, it feels like sometimes. So I, I, if I can't figure out a, a definition for something, I have a very hard time uh, saying yes or no to it at all. I'm just go, oh, dude, like more questions, more questions. And then I ask enough questions and enough people get pissed off at me that it, they stop asking. That's usually my my train of yeah. trying to figure stuff out. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, hit me with some questions, man. I, I've watched yeah. Jesse Lee a ton. So yeah, just hit me with whatever. We'll talk. Well, yeah, before I ask my first question, um, which will kind of like be let in, but um, do you want to just plug your stuff? Shout out. Yeah. Let people know where yes. they can find you. I wanted to give, I have it, you know, I, I usually do my research on people, but in these days, I want you to be the one in control of where you want to send people or not send people, you know? Yeah. And like we were saying, like well, the speakeasy, do you want to let people into those secret rooms or not? You know, I'll let you kind of. <laughs> yeah, well, I won't tell people. I won't tell people about the secret rooms, but uh, you know, on my Twitter, I, I've not. I just got my Instagram deleted, and I actually just started another one this morning. Nice. Uh, so yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, that's at. Um, what, what I'll do is on my Twitter profile. So I'm at Ignoramus Steve on Twitter, and inside of that, in my the link in that bio is my link tree. I put uh, all my all the places you can find me that I want people to know about, and you can just go to that link tree, and eventually you'll you'll see all the, all the stuff. But I'm on D Live at Stephen Ignoramus. I'm on uh, I now stream at Ignoramus Media on YouTube. Um, I'm still getting rid of another strike on my main account, but uh, basically on Twitter, um, uh, you know, once I get my Instagram pumped up a little bit more, you can follow me there. But the link tree in my Twitter. Uh, profile is where you can find anything and i stream almost every day i'm taking about a week off um but you know if you if you just at this point if you google steven ignoramus a lot of stuff will pop up <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i like linktree i like linktree yeah linktree is great man I, my exactly. problem is I have my website, which is basically also just a link tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I kind of yeah. am like, man, I really like link tree and it's free, you know, but I also just have, have a website. So which one do you send people to? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like, yeah, that's a good service. I like that. So, it's, but it's, so yeah. I always like to specify too, because some people like type it in and they don't type it right. So it's like L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash yes. Stephen Ignoramus. Ignoramus. I got the singular word. Yeah. If I could do it right, I would just be <laughs> Ignoramus on everything. But I, you know, yeah. it's complicated. But yeah, whatever, whatever you just said, slash Ignoramus. That's how you find everything. Solid. Thank you. Good save. Good save. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that from multiple people. Like, oh, I typed this thing in that you said and I didn't find it. Um, but sweet. Yeah. So we talked about this when I was on your stream last summer. But um, when did you start creating content? 
Well, I, uh, I when did you I become a content a... creator, quote unquote, unquote? Yeah, that's so okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, when I'm a chill out, you know, when my uh, job is and stuff, I, I write music teacher and online content creator. I'm like, Dang. like <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I started a little bit, you know, about um, three months before, uh, two, three months before. 2019 started, but I designate the birthday of my stream as January 3rd, 2019. So um, I'd say that is my official day. Um, that's when the first episode of the Daily Ignoramus started. Now we're at about episode 455, and I've done you know about 100 interviews with other people. So yeah, I would just say January 3rd, 2019. Very specific. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> the start of the last year before the apocalypse. Like the fun, you got yes. in there right before the apocalypse. A year before the I apocalypse did, started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. The more and more I do this, I just think that, you know, if you think God, first of all, if you think, if you don't believe in God, and if you do, if you think God doesn't have a plan, you're, you're not thinking or you're smoking something that I don't want. Um, it's the, the way that God weaves himself into history and the history of people's lives and the history of the world. Um, we are in a special time right now. And I think it's been, been brewing for, you know, at least five or six years. I mean, the, the issue with history is you don't know where, where to stop, you know? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that the people that are creating content right now are doing it for a reason in the time that they're doing it. And, and I don't know what's going to happen with it, but a lot of stuff happened in the 2018, 2019 spirit. And here we are, you know, if, I was about to say like, if I would have known today what I know then, but that's literally not how time works. So <laughs> it's, it's a useless, a useless statement, you know, yeah, debatable, um, you know, time may not be yeah. linear, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And well, either way, I, I, I see what you're saying. And I, I actually tend to agree, but we're not in charge of it being not linear or not like the best we can do is notice this stuff. And, uh, like I can't just put myself in another time. Uh, I wish I could sometimes. Uh, but I think it's just, you know, anything that violates God's plan is not going to work out for a human, you know? So the more you try to be Marty McFly, I think that's going to end in disaster. Yeah. Yeah. The more they try to bust through the firmament, you know, Yeah. <laughs> I think t things tend to ba backfire on you, you know, the more you try to build yeah. a tower, tower to heaven, you know, it doesn't really work out too well. <laughs> no, it's never worked out well. No. <laughs> um, well, sweet. Wait, um, what, what made you decide to start podcasting and streaming? Well, I mean, the main reason was because uh, the, the media is so crap. Um, I saw how many lies that were going on in the media. I saw, you know, all kind just the state of communication and, what you would call like the state of truth in the world. I just saw it as basically terrible. And, and <clears throat> during this time, after I started online content creation, and every time I say that, I'm going to put quotes on it. And it just, uh, <laughs> I don't know the gayness, um, <laughs> but you know, I realized that people had been creating truthful stuff and what you would call, you know, conspiracy fact or conspiracy theory stuff. Um, uh, for a while, I just wasn't looking at a, a lot of it, but I, I feel, I, I feel like I, I kind of had something to say. I, I still don't really know what that is. Um, and I've always been an, an entertainer. You know, I've, a, I've a, definitely have a music background. When I was younger, I had a, a little bit of an acting background. Um, and I just like presenting stuff. And I just, I also, a better way to say it, I wanted to get in on the action. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I wanted to get in on the whole, like, people were making things. Uh, I, I, I wanted to be a rock star when I was, you know, 20, 25 or whatever. And maybe this is the, the latest round of that. Uh, but, yeah, I just love looking at media, love playing videos, uh, love laughing, you know. Um, and, you know, just – I don't know. It's just, it's so much action out there online and, you know, maybe it bites me in the butt from time to time, but, uh, you know, it's an intense life. Oh yeah. That's a great time to start. Cause like your first month was like Covington Catholic thing, Jesse Smollett. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that, that 2019 started out so insane with like, here's a bunch of stuff for everyone to talk about, you know? And yeah. Then, you know, I, I kind of got boring, uh, but I was, I was very, very like at the time when I started compared to the friends in, in DC that I was associating with, I was very, what you would call red pilled, very, uh, conspiracy driven and things like that. But compared to the internet, I was very naive, very mainstream. I was using associated press as sources, uh, sometimes even CNN, Fox news, for sure. Fox news. I stopped using Fox news, uh, about eight or nine months ago. Um, I mean, I'll look at it from time to time, but when I started my stream, I was very mainstream. And I thought I wasn't mainstream because, you know, because where I was and who my friends were. Um, but to see how much I and my show has changed since then, it's amazing, as just as Jesse Lee Peterson would say. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then, um, so what makes your chat room the best one on this side of heaven? <laughs> you know, uh, we actually lack a good, uh, we lack the parameters to measure these things. So it just becomes like a morale rallying cry. But I do believe that mine is one of the best on this side of heaven. It's pretty, um, it's definitely, it's, if it's, not number one, it's at least top two, top three. <laughs> Okay, I've never really, I've never really, like, I've never really quantified it so much, but I'll, I'll give it my my uh, my best shot, given that we're doing this live. Number one is it's small enough. When they get when they get uh, big enough, it just flies by, and it just becomes uh, it, it just becomes hard to follow, and people can't really have a conversation. Number two is the the emphasis on comedy rather than like i i don't know if i've ever seen someone be convinced of a serious point ever in a live chat even it, when people are presenting the best points of, of all time it's a listening thing it's a staying on topic thing but for some reason it's it i i think live chats are geared towards comedy uh shit talk um you know inside jokes so the emphasis on comedy for sure um there's a uh, there's a great balance in my live chat between unity and disagreement. I think unity is more important, uh, but it's not to agree on everything. But you know, and also it's explicitly Christian. You know, we don't kick out people that aren't Christian. But it, you know, if there's 50 people in the chat, there might be two or three people that aren't Christian, which is great. We get into some squabbles from time to time over different denominations and. Uh, things like that. I'll, I'll give my the self a little bit of credit for, you know, cultivating a good live chat because I, I have a good ability to to keep things going when, when necessary and also to, to stick on a point when, when necessary, usually erring on the side of, of just moving on 
to the next thing because no one's solving a single problem in a live chat <laughs> or yeah. in a live stream. Yeah. I mean, maybe they are over time. <laughs> um, yeah. And then just the people, and then the people, the people that are inside of the chat are awesome. I see Set of a Cantus Bear in the chat. He's a big, uh, you know, my mods are awesome. Um, and, and I think the emphasis on comedy and staying small are probably the two biggest things. Yeah, absolutely. And gatekeeping, like ironically enough, yeah, like, you gotta yeah, like, you I, gotta, and that's the thing, like shout out to Owen Benjamin. He got me on that too. Cause like, you really do just like, dude, if you don't belong here, like get either you, like I'm going to yeah. tell you get <laughs> and, or my chat room's going to tell you to get, or like, I'm just going to ban you like, and you can come back and if you've learned a lesson, we'll keep banning you if not, but just like, yeah. you know, grooming or whatever that has a bad negative connotation, but whatever you want to say, like. <laughs> That's like the proper phrase to use, but that sounds so horrible now uh, because of the internet. But like, you know, just that idea of just like, you know, if you don't belong here, man, get like, we're not putting up with you. Like, get out of here, you know? Yeah. And so I've only had to do that a couple times, but like Twitch, ironically, like I streamed to Twitch and those seem to be hmm. the people that pop in and just start to like say insane stuff, insane times, like they'll spam post and stuff and just like block, 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 get out of here, dude. You're, yeah. not, you're not spamming my chat room right now with all of this. Like, See, I, I think if you have a bigger live chat, a, a more, uh, just more chat, more people, more chats going by, I think that the, like Owen or something like that, uh, I think banning is a more useful tool, but my, the people, the regulars in my chat do an amazing job of just mockery. Yeah. But, you know, I yeah. actually don't like when people, when people ban that much. Like there's been a couple of times, especially lately where I, they, you can tell when someone's a stooge of the media by the way they come into the live chat yeah. and just, they're so presumptive about, you know, their question is never an honest question. It's just, you know, they'll say, what's your political affiliation? If they say that, I know they're trying to trap you, especially on Twitch, man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I tend to, to err on the side of, it's weird how I'm actually a very inclusive person. I've always been very inclusive. I try to say hi to everyone there. Uh, in any like a party anything i've always been placed a premium on having a lot of friends not having necessarily like great friends which is not good it's just how my my nature is so people have called for bannings way before i've been comfortable and i'm like no no, no let's have some fun or let's no they, they have a voice you know yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it's just all a balance but mockery and comedy i think go a long way and if it ever got to the point where there was even you know, 100, 150 people in the chat all the time, the bannings would continue until morale improves. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's all just a balance. And you know, I love my regulars, my ignits uh, so much. Um, yeah. But you're, it's always Twitch. I mean, that's a become a, a slogan in my live chat. It just, it's always Twitch. Dude. It's always it, Twitch. Yeah. Yeah, it, always Twitch. And, and then I answer with 100% of the time, every time. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like really. I almost did it today. I'm really close to just taking myself off Twitch. No, dude. No, like, dude, dude. You will it not doesn't... see the shit. I, I, dude. I'm Lieutenant Dan in the boat. Like, <laughs> no, I'm never leaving, dude. I, that's why the, the that Wolf of Wall Street scene has become almost a rat, like a symbol of 
of my online presence in the last uh, couple of months. <laughs> I'm not leaving. Like, no, you know what? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, Good point. I you just Twitch. encouraged me to, you just, you just, you just won me over. Okay. I'm staying on. <laughs> Dude, don't leave Twitch. Don't leave. leave any platform. No, get, get kicked off. You know? It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like set up in the chat shout out shout out my dudes in the chat thank you you guys are awesome all of you guys um said uh steven was so mainstream media so msm that he thought stevie wonder was blind bro so, do you do you disavow uh or <laughs> can you disavow that that outrageous claim that you believe that he's actually blind? <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Dude. It was because of Cantus, man. I mean, I, I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, but there's been about five, I think it's been four or five different individual conspiracies that set of Cantus has broke me on. And Stevie was the, was the first one where the, where he grabs the mic stand in that one video. I, I mean, and Stevie wonder is a hero of mine. He's still, probably he's my top three favorite musicians of all time right. um and no i don't think he's blind no. uh too many yeah, you, you, yeah. too many slip-ups to be coincidences there's ones where he's like turns his head to look at people and stuff you know it's like you don't know, like i don't know <laughs> yeah that's a funny one what about the one uh another one like owen benjamin's been into is the helen keller thing do you think Helen? i Ke haven't looked into that one no. yo, yo, as, a, as a resting point the more uh mainstream mainstream let's see i mainstream victim clout that someone has yeah. the more i'm just like nah bullshit <laughs> so yeah. i almost don't even need to look into helen keller <laughs> I, mean, I would believe that it's compromised or, or graveled in some way yo i mean anyone that's like like any one of those like martin luther king harriet tubman at and frank Helen Keller, any of these big symbols of mainstream, what you would call civil rights or victimhood, I, I can tell, man. I, I just, yeah. I, I don't see, think I've seen many that pass the sniff test at all. So, you know, like Thomas Edison, like when you, there's always uh, uh, comparables, you know, if you choose Edison over Tesla, you haven't looked into it. Uh, Albert Einstein. There's many, many of these things where the, if the mainstream chooses them and puts them on a pedestal, I don't even have to look into it. I just, I just play my percentages and I'll be right most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I got to ask you just in general um, for everyone to, to, to clear the air. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a Twitch. I'm going to be uh, one of the Twitch guys right now and ask you your political affiliation. <laughs> but uh in a more specific way because like where would you you know like the political compass thing mm. like the grid where would you yeah. put yourself like as a dot on that grid like the authoritarian left authoritarian right libertarian left or libertarian right wow i mean um when i started the show in 2019 i was a full libertarian i was almost bottom right um yeah. i was almost a full-on ancap I didn't really know what the what the use for government would be. I thought it was completely immoral. I thought that all of it was just evil. Like I basically thought anything involuntary was evil. And so the more uh, the more coercion in something, uh, the the worse it was. So I, I was an anarcho capitalist, where you know, but I was still an advocate of the free market, of course, you know, because it's voluntary. Um, and then I realized basically 
through becoming a stronger Christian. When I started the show, I was not what you would call a Christian. I was about five years deep into a uh, um, a spiritual journey that ended in me, you know, re-becoming a Christian in March of uh, 2019. So two or three months into my show, I became a, a Christian. I, even though I was raised a Christian, it was I, I didn't know what to what to make of it. Um, but you know, after reading the Bible and studying the early church and stuff, I think there is a place for for government. I just think we're so far from it that it would be almost what you would call a biblical government or a, a Christian government. It would be an unrecognizable thing in today's society. Yeah. So that's what I would like out of government. For I want to be Christian. I don't know if that means a theocracy because I also believe that belief cannot be. For, forced or coerced. I mean, if you're putting a sword to someone's throat and making them become a Christian, you're not making them become a Christian. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's, it doesn't matter what they say at that point. That, that's They're going to say anything to get, get the sword off of their throat. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, in, in the hands of an evil authority, I'm not an authoritarian. In the, ha- in the hands of a benevolent authority, God, Jesus Christ, I'm a total authoritarian. I think that we're Christians, we're we're called to be bond service, bond servants of Jesus Christ. Um, so, but from the traditional or from the mainstream political co- compass, I would say, given the day, I mean, I'm almost all the way to the right. First of all, uh, I, I'm I don't identify with what you would call the left all, at all, really. But I'm also all the way to the right, and depending on the day, I, I flirt between going between authoritarian and uh, and libertarian, um, depending on you know, just what is needed. You know, I think that a, an authoritarian situation is is coming our way, whether my spectrum likes it or not. Um, yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not in charge of stuff. I'm probably never going to run for office. I'm, I think government is a little bit gay, uh, as you know, modern government. Uh, but so I'm lo- way less libertarian than I was a couple of years ago, but that doesn't mean I want to force people to do stuff more. I want to force myself to live in a in a good way, and I want to the things that I can control. I want to control, and the things that I can't, I want to let go. Uh, but I just think there's a lot of evil out there, and it's hard to square. You know, with the amount of immorality and evil out there, it's very hard to think that libertarian libertarianism could ever be the answer. It, it's just it's just retarded. Um, cause, oh, you do me, I'll do, do you. And then these people that you're letting them do their thing are doing heinous acts of evil, especially against children. Um, so I don't know. I mean, if you're, if you ask me to t- take the test, I probably would show up a little bit above, like, you know, all the way to the right and a little bit up above the uh, Liberty line, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's so true. Like, I think that whole compass thing, it's almost like a trick question because I think the compass yeah, thing is like, where do you stand? <laughs> but it's like, yes and no. Yeah. Like it, it's relative because it's yeah. like on, the, on yeah. the physical material level, where do you stand? That's kind of what it is. It's like mm. in your earthly dealings, where do you put yourself? And yes, that's a useful map. But when you're like us, when you're someone who's like a child of God, you look at things as like good and evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. You like rise above it like spiritually. And I think it's so true. Like I'm, I'm, I really agree with like a lot of Christians, and like I keep bringing them up. But Owen Benjamin always says like moral people don't need to be governed, and mm. immoral people will be governed one way or another. Mm. 
Like they're going to be governed by their own vices or they're going to be governed by people who are just superior to them. People who are right. not moral, but smarter or stronger yeah. or, you know, in one way or another, they have like the advantage they're going to be governed. And so I think like if you had 10 mm -hmm. people who were very morally sound, like very just like God fearing, God loving individuals, I honestly think they could be communist. I think they could be capitalist. I think they could, you know, whatever system, whatever earthly system you put in front of them, it would work because they're moral. They're, they agree. They fulfill their contracts. They fulfill their oaths. They work together. They see that, you know, they're not like selfish. They're not too materialistic. You know, they're giving glory to God in, in all their being. So I think any system would really work. But the problem mm. is if you have immoral people, it's the opposite. I don't think any system would work. Like, yeah, I'm a capitalist, but like capitalism won't work with immoral people. And I think that's what we're seeing right now in society is degeneracy and immorality running rampant and everyone's like capitalism <laughs> it's like yeah. well like if you don't have people that are willing to like respect your land rights or, or like fulfill their contracts you know it's capitalism is useless it's worthless you know and like so is communism. it's not like then oh okay well capitalism well then false dichotomy that i guess you're a communist i guess count you think communism will work it's like well no because people aren't moral yeah man you know, that's like, the, so a, I, yeah it's yeah, like a spiritual argument but it's like this spiritual argument no one ever brings up in these political arguments, which I think is necessary to talk about, you know? And that's where I've drifted away too, like same, like I was always an ANCAP and then I kind of was like libertarian, ANCAP, libertarian, ANCAP, where I'm like, okay, we need a limited government. Okay, no government. Okay, limited government. Okay, no government. And now like, yeah. if you wanted to put me on the physical level, level, I'm probably more in that like authoritarian because I hmm. look around and see people that can't govern themselves. I see people that don't want to pay their taxes, that don't want to obey the laws, that, you know, want to kill, you know, they just want so such selfish appetite fulfilling actions in their life that it's like, I don't trust you. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't care about my life, really. Like, I just put my life in the hands of God. But like the people I love, like, I don't know. I don't know if I just trust to let you run rampant on society. Like you said, like, I don't know, you can pinpoint specific little arguments here and there, or examples here and there. But just overall, yeah. like, I just think if you don't have morally sound people, I don't trust that group of immoral people to work together <laughs> or make mm. systems work, make governance work. No. And no, I think we're seeing the inevitable result. Like, how do you fight it? Would you, like, that? Like it, you, it, it gets to the point where distancing yourself from it is letting them win. And so what do you do at that point? I mean, it's, it's kind of sucks, but the only thing really to do is to, is to run for office. It's so ass, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, what do you do about that? Or, or you can make your own, you can make your own society or whatever. You can move to the mountains. I'm certainly into that. I'm starting to agree with like the agorism, like not mm. fully, like I wouldn't call myself an agorist, but just that idea of like mm. homesteading, like obey the mm -hmm. law, pay Caesars what Caesars, you know, like do yeah. like if, if the government comes and says you have to do this, do it like basic. Don't you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it, but just do it on a yeah. physical level and just put your hands and your faith and your life and your soul in the hands of God and just you mm -hmm. and your family go. And like the, the metaphor I like to use is like Babylon. Like you can imagine Babylon, like it's like a walled city in the desert, right? Go live in the desert, but go trade in Babylon. You know, I don't think mm. we're called, like Jesus tells us to go and make disciples. Jesus tells us to spread the faith, you know? So we're not called to just go be hermits in the middle of nowhere. But I also don't think we're called to be obedient, loyal citizens inside the walls of Babylon. Like, I think there's a there's this middle ground that people don't want to admit exists where you can pull yourself out of society 
while still obeying the government kind of mm. like go trade yeah. in Babylon, go interact in Babylon, go try to like help people in Babylon live better lives and, you know, find God in one way or another, but also don't be so dependent on Babylon that you have to live inside of its walls or else, you know, have an outside right. exit strategy, like live outside of the walls, but still participating inside of the walls. Yeah, I mean, that's I, like I definitely philosophy. like. When, <laughs> yeah, that, that's great, and I think that you're you're you know you're very wise, and I think wise people they they see you know it's like oh it's almost wisdom is is almost the skill of being able to tell when something is a real dichotomy or a false dichotomy. Hey, I've been studying you know the the West a lot, and I you know I'm trying trying to study you know the early church fathers a lot, which I don't really think is the West personally. Uh, but the Western thought, I think, is all these fa false dialectics and, and false dichotomies. And it's um, when enough people think that it's either or, they take the side of the either the or or the or. But it's really there's you can there's many things to be done. Just uh, it's not really an on or off switch. I mean, at a certain point, it can be. Like, I think that it's like Christ or nah, like that's a real dichotomy. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, Absolutely. Yeah. But other than good other or than evil, that, like, right good, or wrong, yeah, salvation or damnation. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's real, but almost all these, anything what you would call material, material or secular, it's not a dichotomy. It's, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's, it's not, it's very false, this, this, uh, this dialectical thinking. And that's almost, to me, it's the whole West is a story of, of false dichotomies or, or, or fake and gay dialectics. And, you know, that's how people that's it's almost how, how I think the brainwashing happens where people are just like it's capital capitalism or communism talk. And I'm like, no, I don't want to talk. I don't want to like, speak like because because, you know, if you read the book of Acts, there is a little bit of what you would call communism going on amongst the early believers. You know, they sold all their stuff. They, it said they shared everything. And am I gonna, am I going to argue against the early apostles? No, uh, but also, you know, in, in the gospels, uh, they had money. Uh, Jesus told them to go buy food. The, the story where he's um, with the Samaritan woman at the well, the, the, the disciples were going into town to buy food. So they had money. So, it's he not, tells, he tells no. parables of like investing wisely and working for what, mm -hmm. what you earn and stuff like that. So like Jesus contradicts communism, but then he also supports it. So like but both, dude, camps, dude, both dude, camps will dude, pull dude, their preferred little snippet and be like, look, see, look, see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Jesus was a socialist. I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> like, kind of. I mean, kind of, right? You know, in a couple passages and a couple parables. Oh yeah, but he's yeah. Also a the point, in a couple. Yeah, the point <laughs> is that it's, it's it's a false it's a false dichotomy. Yeah, it's not that he wasn't. Uh, it, it's very easy to, to just be like, no, Jesus was a capitalist. No, Jesus was a socialist. But Jesus was Jesus, yo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Jesus yeah. was God. Yeah, like that's 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 what's going on. Um, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's it's there's so much of the low vibe low iq arguments going out there, on out there i'm sure i'll make a couple today i'm sure that like, part of it is human nature that i'm sure i'll make a couple of these low iq but ma, but ma free market you know but ma Karl marx you know it's just you know you can't really escape it you gotta repent and believe in jesus absolutely absolutely right on well um i gotta ask you what is a man uh what is a man it's uh 
Yeah, I mean, there's the biological part, which I think is a true dichotomy. That is a true. <laughs> there is a, like there's that's an example of an, an actual either or. You're either you're either you're a male or a female or a man or a woman. You know, um, you know, when most people ask me that, it's kind of like, uh, well, it's something I aspire to be. That's for sure. I've always been a late bloomer. I've always been about you know, I think ten or twelve years behind. I'm 33 now, and I. I see some 21, 22 year olds that are more mature than me. Um, but it's a male that ha- that knows his responsibility and does it. Yeah. That is, that is a true man. And so that you could argue that there's no such thing as a man, because that would mean there's, there's uh that means, you know, like Jesus to me was the only guy who actually did that a hundred percent. He was a male and he, and he handled his responsibility, did exactly what he was supposed to do in an un, in a, in a perfect way. Uh, you know, there's there's men in the world that are closer to that than than others, but we all, you know, we all have seen a responsibility of ours that we had to handle, and we didn't do it. I don't know any person other than Jesus Christ that that didn't fall short of the mark. But yeah, it's a it's a dude that knows what he's supposed to do and and does it despite the consequences. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Now, my, my response, like my definitional response would be a physical male, like born mm. physically male, who grows out of being an emotional boy and into a righteously masculine child of God, who loves his Bam. creator with all his heart, soul, and might, who leads others around him in the right direction, and who loves all people. Wow. That's my like well thought out response to being a man and i agree with you like so few if any can even match that i think there are examples you know i think people do do that i don't think it's impossible but um, what are some uh what are some examples of, of people for you uh i mean i don't know any personally but you know you look mm-hmm. at like i mean it's t- then it then it becomes tough because then it's like you just know the historical accounts and not who the man truly was right yes but from yes. what i've been told what i've been seeing you know it's like augustine like the, the mm. you said early church fathers, but have, do you know about the yeah. desert the desert fathers? Mm-mm. No, um, it's kind Lay, of me some gravy, dog. <laughs> yeah, I have this book. It's called The Sayings of the Desert Fathers. It's amazing. And so the whole premise was persecuted Christians in, uh, I think, what would it be the third century, like two fifty, like 200, mm. 250 years after Jesus, um, they kind of left the Roman Empire and they went into the mountains and the deserts of Egypt and Jordan. Wow mostly Egypt, but a little bit of Jordan. And they were just like, we're going to live as Christ-like as possible. So they totally like zero possessions. Like they became like monks in caves in the deserts and stuff. And people mm-hmm. in the Roman empire would just flock to them to get their wisdom and get their advice. And that's how like, like they would never write anything, but like Romans, like Roman historians would go meet them and write quotes down and take it back into the Roman empire. Um, and it's like, you read stories of them and like just their wisdom and like, like that, like they did it. They didn't just talk the talk. Like they weren't even writing their own things down, you know, like they weren't doing anything for glory. They weren't living for their, in their pride. Like you look and you're like, did they follow any of the seven deadly sins? It's like zero, (laughs) you know, they truly lived the life and not talk the talk. So there's people that do that, but it's like, do you know about it? Because honestly, if you do know about it, like I would want to say like Teddy Roosevelt, right? Like, oh, Teddy Roosevelt, cool. Like, he was awesome. Awesome, good advice, good role model. But he also like became president of the United States. Like how much corruption was involved to get him there? You know, how much like immoral acts that he have to do, even if they're like small to get there? 
you know, was he truly leading people to God or was he trying to like control the population, you know? <laughs> yeah. So there's things where like even the great men where you think of like historically, like, oh yeah, these are great men. It's like, but were they doing things out of their own vainglory? Were they, you know, behind the scenes, were they adulterers? Were they, you know, thieves or something, liars, cheaters, swindlers? So it's tough to really know, but no. I just, I would say it is possible and I'm, I'm sure it has happened, but it's just probably hard to point to someone in history and be like that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to think I tend to think in the last 100 years or so, it's most what you would call real men would be they, they almost could not be famous. It would have to be just yeah. someone's grandpa that just did what he needed to do for for 70 years. You know, it's very hard to think of, you know, um, anyone well known or famous or, or in the public eye uh, as a well known man. Like, like Teddy Roosevelt would about be the, one of the best examples, you know, even though I'm sure he, he definitely had his issues. I've read a couple of books on him. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, I think that we are at a just very grabbled time in history, just very, very far from yeah. the will of God. And, well, you know, when I would say like, probably, I mean, Jesse Lee Peterson too, I would say like, that's probably one. Amazing. Yeah. And then like, you know, there's probably priests and pastors out there, you know, it's yeah. like, I'm trying to think of um, this guy's name. Um, he's like a really, everyone, all the, all the uh, Protestants point to him. He was like in the 1800s in England, Baptist preacher. He seemed like a really Char good. Char Charles Spurgeon. Spurgeon. Yeah. Spurgeon. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like I've heard sermons, stories man. where I mean his sermons are amazing, and there's stories I've heard about him where like just behind the scenes he does things that are very like moral and very righteous, where it wasn't like he was doing it to get noticed. He wasn't writing about it, you know. <laughs> it was just like man of God behind the scenes, you know. Yeah. And I just think right. it happens, like like Tim Tebow, maybe. You know, it's like mm. he might have some skeletons in his closet, but I haven't seen him yet, you know. Yeah. So it's like I could point to him right now, but maybe I'll have to take it back in five years if the skeletons come out. You know, so it's like, yeah. I don't truly know, but you can point to people and be like, yeah, they're like, at least what I see of them, I see a man of God right there, you know? Hmm. Um, Legit. Yeah. I don't know. That's my opinion. Well, should a man be emotional? Should a man be emotional? As a, uh, as a starting point, no. Um, I think <laughs> it, I may, it's a long question because people are emotional, you know, there, there's no, and, and you can also be talking about internal emotions and reacting. Should a man react with his emotions? No. Um, yeah. So I guess, I guess no. I'll expand on my question. Cause I guess what I mean, and I realized that right when you started talking was like, of course, like our physical body is going to have emotions, but should mm -hmm. we be emotional? Like, you're going to have emotions, but should you let it affect your actions? Which, I mean, you might have just answered it right there, right? No, no. <laughs> like, the more, should the you, more let it, you, should can... you let it affect your soul and react with the emotions? No, no. I mean, that's why, I mean, I, before I got into, like, back to Christianity, I studied Stoicism for a couple of years. Um, and I think one of the reasons I studied it so much is because I need it so bad. I've always been an emotional dude. Also, always be kind of a beta. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my, my next question, if you want to lead into it, is: Are you a beta male? <laughs> uh, I think I have. I think in the last year and a half, I've successfully uh, crossed into not being a beta male. Um, I think, but I also think alpha and beta male is also a false yeah. dichotomy. Yeah. Um, I think that because everyone thinks different things about those words. Um, 
you know, I think that, you know, a year ago I was, I think I was a beta. Uh, and, and, and so I, I think I would be more emotional than average for sure. Um, I think that, you know, you know, the, the more, you know, the more like female energy that you're raised around and the more you embrace this modern emotions culture, the more you're going to end up being a beta. Uh, you know, I have to fight it a lot. Um, I think it's also one of the things that made me a good artist and a good, and just, and, a, and someone that's funny. I think that you can, um, you can't, I don't think you can be funny and be full, full, like stoic alpha. Um, and, and so would I trade being funny for, 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 for that? Yes, I would. Um, uh, but yeah, I think I like, <laughs> you know, Sean, this would be hilarious. Instead of the, uh, the authority, the political spectrum, you get your, you have a test that's the alpha beta yeah. <laughs> spectrum. And you and I would, I think I would be like, you know, a little bit above the beta line, but definitely not you know, like towards definitely not, you know, I think a, within the last couple of years, I, I successfully brought myself out of the beta mode, but like it, it's a fight. The trajectory is I'm, up, but you just crossed the line. Like, but you're still Yeah, and then we, got, then we got to get what, the, what is the right to left, you know? And that's the thing we have to think about, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. We could, like, design that test or something like that. It's a, just an interesting little, little tangent is one of the things that I do on the Daily Ignoramus is I uh, – if there's any test that someone sends me or um, or I see online, I take it live on air. So I've taken the, the political spectrum test, I think two times on air. Uh, there's other ones that are like, how racist are you? Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> like, and there's all, I, I think I've done about 10 of them at this point. Um, Not racist, I yes I, or no, how racist yeah, are you? <laughs> one, one, it's one question, like, yes or no. <laughs> and like, like you've ranked David Duke on the scale of David Duke to Mother Teresa. <laughs> oh shit! All right, um, based. Yeah, based. Yeah, so, based. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think that yeah, like I said, it's just it's. I think it's, it's a spectrum, and I think that we fall into traps by these two w words. Useful as they are, though, you know. It's funny. It's, I think know, it's for funny. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's well, funny. It's a good time. Uh, but no, not a beta male. But I would say <laughs> I would just get crushed if Jesse Lee Peterson interviewed me. Yeah, so I would just be get I would just be get crushed because he's just like you know. But do you sin? But do you hate the Jews? Like, yeah. like, 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 what is a man? It's like, right? like, and he's got his little rules. You know, if you don't have, uh, if you don't have, uh, if you have girls first. <laughs> Yeah. If you have, if you yeah, have girls first, have, as a father, have boys first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We had two parts. Uh, what's uh, just uh, uh, Slappies will just link the male social hierarchy in the uh, in the chat. Very very useful. Yeah, I was gonna um, ask to learn about you, that. I was gonna ask you if you're familiar with Vox Day and his. Uh, oh yeah, I, I've done. I've right. done about four or five shows on it. Yeah, I, I did a lot of my early shows were on that, and I think I find it to be very, very useful and, and yeah. very, very useful. Way more useful than alpha beta stuff. That that yeah, that absolutely. that hierarchy is legit. And also, I've read. Um, you know, Vox Day is one of my favorite nonfiction writers. Uh, yeah. I've uh, I've read I think six of his books. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, See, I, yeah, to, I, I, I haven't read any of his books, but I really want to. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, personally, I think the um, SJWs always lie and cuck conservatives are every single person should read those books. 
And it's, I mean, if you want a, a, like a, just a great explanation of immigration and why the so-called conservatives are a, like maybe a bigger part of the problem than the open borders types, read conservative and like, and uh, SJWs always lie. I mean, dude, I, you know, it's one of the best books I've ever read in my life. I think I've read it five times. Really? Um, <laughs> definitely read that. Yeah, I'm going to have to now for sure. Yep. Yeah, that's a good because that is a good what you were saying about the false dichotomy. It's like I think the spectrum needs to be Christian or like like believer or non-believer and then like mm. alpha and beta kind of. Um, oh. But then I think that's true because there's so much nuance because like I would put myself as a Bravo, which would technically mm. be beta because I'm not an alpha because I'm not like naturally like a leader of men. Like if you if you oh. if it was like if we were in a gym class and it's like 30 men my comfort level is actually like the right hand to the alpha if that makes sense like i'm the younger sibling i think that has a lot to do with it i think a lot of your life experiences it's like you just can't take back your childhood and like the traumas that happened to you or what you did to overcome or not overcome them and so like i'm more of like a victor over victim mindset but i'm not this like dominating domineering leader like that's not my natural role my natural position like if i was the oldest brother i probably would you know, there's like just things in your life that I think you can and can't control that kind of affect where you end up. But like, that's my natural position is like, like I always say, like, I don't want the crown, but I'll be like the sheriff in town. Like, or I'll be like the, the commander of the ar- king's army. You know, I'm like, I'll be a really good right hand man. I'm strong. I have a lot of alpha qualities, but I'm not actually like an alpha, like a leader, leader, tribal leader kind of guy, you know. So, yeah, I think yeah. Box Day's like spectrum is really good about that, like the nuances of all of that. And yeah, and, and, and there's a lot and of things where it's really, like you're you're a beta if you're you know what Vox Day would call like a delta, which is just someone who just like puts his head down and does his job. You know, he's not he yeah, doesn't have think, any dreams of higher aspirations. He doesn't have these extremely masculine manly qualities. But there's like a really like dire need for just that, like loyal companions that will just do their job that don't want to like rise to the top of the pyramid. I think those are actually probably what most people should want to be. But this mm. alpha beta thing is just like, get your testosterone up, <laughs> eat meat, lift weights, you know, be strong, be aggressive. <laughs> Crush. But I think also like it's the opposite. Like I don't think you should want to be in your into your feelings and into your emotions, especially as a man. Like that just makes that causes so many problems for you and the environment around you. And I think that's what we're seeing in society is way too many beta males, way too many feet, way too many feelings and emotions from the men's side, you know. Too many, yeah, too many men yeah. acting like women, even if they're not dressing and calling themselves women, they're just acting like it. You know, they're not taking the the roles they should be having, the God-given roles we were assigned to play. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like and explicitly calling it good, too. That's the craziest part for me. I mean, I think since the beginning of time, uh, men have, you know, you have emotions, you wrestle with them, you struggle with them. But at the end of the day, for men, they've always been called not very helpful or not clarifying. But in this day and age, I think it's all you can get a lot into a lot of stuff like academia, the social sciences, all of a sudden they flipped it and called them, you know, acting on them or like, or being in touch with them. Men are starting to call them explicitly good. And I, I totally reject that. I, there's, it's, you know, there's nothing more subjective than one's feelings. Uh, and so when you need to act in, in, in an objective way, you need clarification. You know, what to do is an objective thing. How to feel is a, is a subjective thing. 
And it's, I just seen a lot of, you know, that really calling the emotions themselves good. And I don't, I reject that entirely. Um, yeah. It's not good to make other people feel bad, but sometimes it is. What if the person is, is evil or is just yeah. totally immoral? You know, like people that are behaving or in an evil way, do you want them to like you? Do you want them to not be bothered by you? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and another, another thing about the sociosexual hierarchy, I mean, I think that's something that's really important that, uh, is that it's situational as well. Um, so I think that every person has an element of all of them. What is it? It's alpha, bravo, delta, gamma, right? And then and omega. Sigma is like off. It's like, that's what Vox calls himself, right? It's like, it's just so like, you don't even want to participate in it, in the hierarchy. Yeah, I, I've got an element of that to me. I, I think that I, it's, it's weird. I think I've got a big element, well, a, a big element of all of them to me, but the least one is a Bravo for me. I've always been someone that really likes starting stuff. I definitely have a background as a gamma. Uh, I've also, I've also had a lot of not caring about being involved. Um, you know, you don't really want to be an Omega, uh, but it's, it's, I've always had a tough time functioning in groups. Always, always. My entire life, I've been like the shit Lord that like either burns it to the ground or wants to run shit. Um, and you know, it's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's too bad. I'm just saying how, how it's kind of been. I've been in you know a hundred bands or whatever, and none of them worked out a lot of it because my, you know, because of me, like I would insist on being the leader, but I've always, always had huge struggles with being in a group. But, you know, I think maybe if uh, a good leader come around, I, I would be, you know, uh, a willing servant, I hope. Uh, but it's very useful. I, I, I've, I've said it a couple times on my stream. I'd highly recommend watching those, those videos on, on that system and, I think he brings it up in his books as well. Um, but yeah, it's very useful, much more useful than, um, you know, like we brought up Jesse Lee Peterson a couple of times. So like, I, I find him very useful. I think that he's got a, got a good show and he's a, is a decent mind, but I think we just got to get away from, from dichotomies so much. I don't think it's as cut and dry as honor, black and white as, as a person like that says. You know, I, I think, you know, it's something he can't help. I don't think he's very, what you would call it classically intelligent, yeah. you know, but he's, he's, <laughs> but there's something, trapped. there's something brilliant about that though. Yes. Yes. hundred. It's yeah. like, yes, I'm he's always, not intelligent, quote unquote, unquote, but there's like, he's so brilliant. I yeah. just, I mean, I'm just, I look at him and I see the Holy spirit working through him. And I look at the fruits, like that's the big thing I'm getting into lately is like, mm. are you a shepherd and what are the fruits? And so especially with like churches, like this whole year, it's like you're starting to see like what what priests, what pastors, what preachers are good shepherds and where like if their flock is good, useful fruit, you know, and I think that's so crucial. Like look at Ben Shapiro, right? Who is his crowd? Like look at his crowd of people that are his fans, quote unquote, or his supporters. It's like people I don't who never want to be them. Like, you I never want to be, be sure around any of them. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you just look oh. at him. It's like, I don't even have to dissect Ben Shapiro or make him, mock him, make fun of him, explain how horrible he is. I can just go like, he he makes bad fruit. You know, like he, yeah. he's, there's, I don't even have to explain the, the negatives about him. Look at the fruit he produces. It's horrible. Whereas like yeah, Jesse okay, Peterson's well, the opposite. It's like, 
I can't really explain what's good about Jesse, <laughs> but look at the fruit. He's really waking men up. He's making good men. Mm. He's making marriages. He's making babies, you know? Same thing with Owen mm. Benjamin. It's like, you can mm. disagree with Owen all you want. You can have trouble explaining it to your friends, but it's like, look at the fruit. Look at how many babies, how much food's being grown, how many things are being built, how many jobs are being created. Like men are growing up and becoming men and becoming godly men. And so it's like, you don't really have to explain the shepherds, you know, what's good about him, his good qualities, his bad qualities um, necessarily. I'm just more about like, what are, what are the fruits kind of guy? And I look at Jesse and Owen as two of those people. Rouge V mm. too. It's like, I disagree with Rouge V on oh, a lot of stuff. I love Rouge V. He's probably my favorite streamer. Yeah, I, I mean, love Rouge V. And he, and he has a special place in my heart because he really helped me wake up and grow up really fast. You know, he, and our journey, me and Rouge's journeys are very aligned. It's just he's more extreme yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, hmm. But Interesting. So I relate and I like him. I listen to all of his streams, but I disagree with him. I think he's too focused on politics, you know, stuff like that. Like, I mm. disagree with him, but look at the fruit. Like he is producing good men. He's just turned a whole generation of angry, sex obsessed young men into Bible studying, God fearing <laughs> servants who are seeking the truth, you know? And it's like, that's right. what I'm looking at. What are, what are the fruits of what you're doing? And that's what I'm trying to do. It's like, I don't, I just want my chat. I want the people watching this to become better. I want to inspire mm. them. I want to uplift them. I want to give them knowledge and insight, introduce them to people that are interesting and links and topics and stuff that's going to produce good fruit. It's like not about me. It's not about myself or anything. It's like I want to be someone who produces good fruit out there. And then you too. I mean, that's the same thing. It's like how many people will call you, you're racist, you're sexist, you're evil, you're this, you're that, you're this. But it's like look at your chat room. It's full of crushers. It's full of legends. It's full of good people. You know, it's like good yeah, it's, it's very unracist. Really like, I, that's the funniest <laughs> one to me is the racist thing. I mean, I, like, like whenever someone says that, I just define that word for me. Yo. I'm like <laughs> by the classical definition, I'm very unracist. <laughs> I, I like, and it's here's another really weird one where someone will say. Uh, it's not just to me it's to anyone you know you're racist and then i'll say yeah but i like my a couple of my best friends are black they're like that doesn't matter i'm like that really matters it's like a, a true racist would not actually have great friends that are of different races I don't keep them around. You can't just keep someone around as a token forever, man. It would piss you yeah. off. Like I, I don't. Yeah, look, I check all the boxes. People. Look, look at all the boxes. Yeah, like, I how, that's very tiresome. <laughs> like that's very tiresome to to just you know check boxes for the sake of people not thinking you're racist. You know, but it, it, the people that say that's that's not a good argument for you not being racist. That is so dumb. That's a very very good argument. <laughs> Yeah. And so it's just a thinking issue. Um, the world needs Jesus Christ and philosophy so bad, but I don't think most people, unfortunately, are going to pursue those things. So, yikes. <laughs> well, narrow is the gate, right? Narrow is the path. Yeah. Narrow is the gate. That's a tough thing, too, is it's like, why can't everyone just wake up? And it's like, they're not going to. You have to wrap your head around that. Some people just want to, they want to choose the suffering. They want to choose evil, you know? Yeah, but yeah. some people like us are just called God. I think God. And I, my next stream is going to be called Pursuit of God. It's this book by A. W. Tozer, and mm. he really just strikes this message of like God has to wake you up. And I really am starting to believe that. I used to just think like, oh, total free will. Like if you just choose to overcome the darkness, you'll you know. But I really think God has to like almost tap you on the tap you on the shoulder and say, wake up, my child. 
And well, then from that point, from that point you can choose yeah. yes or no. But I don't think everyone gets that tap on the shoulder. Like, I just think some people, God, just lets you just be left out in the darkness, you know? Mm. It's tough to really explain. I mean, Tozer's a boss. I don't know if you know him. He's this amazing, no. amazing writer, wrote like four or five really profound, insightful books. But he just really explains it very well. And it's like really hard to refute what he's saying. But yeah, I think God just has to wake you up. And from that from that tap, then it's still free will from that tap of, are you going to answer the call or are you still going to live where you were? Are you still going to choose the darkness? But I think a lot of people out in the world are just, I don't really know why. I'm not going to speak for God's intention, but I just think for some reason, God just like leaves them on their trajectory of evil. And they're just kind of the fallen in the fallen state forever. I don't know if they'll ever wake up even... Even if you provide a really good argument, even if you really are like a good example and a good role model, if you're, you know, in their life constantly, I just think some people are just kind of, I don't know about destined is the right word. It's like, I'm not really sure if I'm going to use the right words here, but I think some people just have to go in the darkness and some people are given the, the right to choose the light or choose the darkness. And from that point, you have to make the right choice. But then it's tough because yeah. you look at it like how broken the world is. And it's just like, I don't think we are even able to fix it <laughs> no and some people sometimes I mean, it's like the toughest thing is just letting people suffer it's like really tough to do that when you're a good person oh. you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know. you know i think that at a certain point these things language is almost a failure because yeah. you know you could you know it's very easy and I, i'm certainly not saying this I'm, I'm just saying it's easy to be like you know trick yourself into thinking that if, if god has to tap you on the shoulder or and he, he doesn't at a certain point and just let, lets you fail or that that could be an evil God that doesn't want, you know, grace and salvation for, for, for humans, but that's not true. Uh, but we, we are, you know, linguistic creatures. We're, you know, that's why the word is the word. And it, it's, it's almost a failure of language to be able to explain all these things. Um, and I'll check out that writer. And, and, but that's why it's so gratifying when, when someone can explain it in a way that it, it is and makes sense. Uh, but I think it's just so complicated, you know, free will. I think free will doesn't exist at all. Uh, you know, I mean, will exists. I think it does. But, but what, it I think yeah, it does. And it doesn't. That's yeah, another false people, dichotomy. Yeah. Free will. determines. Yeah, exactly. I think they literally See? both exist and they both don't exist at the same time. And it's like beyond our comprehension. Like, yeah. See, I did it. I said I was going to do it today. Let me interject. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, I had that because I had a discussion the other day with someone who was saying he was he was really grappling with that whole concept of like I forget what example he brought up, but he's like, oh, like this group of you know x hundreds or thousands of people in Haiti like were killed in whatever earthquake or tsunami happened. And it's like, they've never once been exposed to the gospel. No one's ever shared Jesus Christ with them. And then they died. So what, do they just go to hell? Do they just, mm. do their souls just like, what's the answer? And it's like, yeah. in the end, the answer is like, you don't have to worry about it. Like God will take care of it in one way or another. But if you do want to ponder and think about it, I think like God almost gives them a reset. Or God, you know, it's like, I think it's our job to go spread the gospel. And when we fail, when we fail to do that, when people are just like out in the wilderness and have never heard the truth, <laughs> mm. I don't like, I don't know how we can sit here and say like, they're damned. I think God has just these mysterious ways of working that are like almost like a reset button hit on those people's souls. 
or they are yeah. being brought into heaven or something. But I just think there's a lot of people out there just on these paths that like, I think we all want to say like everyone has a choice, good or evil. And I think some people are just on this weird path we can't explain. And some of us mm. like me and you have been tapped and it's like now you and I, <laughs> God has, God has woken us up and we now do deribble, like do have a choice, good or evil. What are we going to do? And I think there's just so many people out there now and throughout history that like God never tapped on the shoulder for one reason or another. It's just part of the plan, like part of his mysterious ways. And I think that's kind of part of it is like the Amazon tribe that no one has ever even discovered yet. That's just living out in the middle of nowhere and will just be born and die. <laughs> never hear the gospels, never interact with a human being ever. I just really like it seems like God has a weird special plan for them. That doesn't involve yeah. them being given the choice of choosing Jesus or choosing not Jesus, you know, choosing good or choosing evil. So I don't know. I don't know the right answer. And I think that is the, the answer is God knows we don't have to. Yeah, I, I definitely don't have don't have um, what you would call, you know, salvation completely figured out. <laughs> like it's it's, <laughs> more, it's very mysterious, man. What? It's very, very mysterious. Yeah, no. yeah. It's, I mean, I've read the Bible many times. You know, I've read the Gospels and, and the New Testament many times, and I've studied the early church a lot, especially in the last six months or so. It's very, very hard to figure out. And, like, I think one of the – maybe one of the, the traps is you trying to figure out salvation for all people and in all situations, it's a trap it's not up to you. Like, kind of like you just said, um, and the more you try to pursue, I've got to know, like, that's why in the, a lot of the epistles, uh, there's not such a high premium set on knowledge. The high premium is set on love and morality. Um, I think it says in second Corinthians that it has a chapter about knowledge, uh, like love always trumping knowledge that if you, Paul Absolutely. talks about it a lot. If you have blah, 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 and you don't have love, you have nothing. So, you know, the, the quest for, I mean, man, that's the original sin is knowledge of, the, of uh, is knowledge of good and evil. And we want to know what good and evil is, but if you pursue knowledge, man, just utter knowledge, it's, it's kind of the road straight to hell. <laughs> if you're trying to like know all things about all people at all times with all things, it's the road straight to hell. It's straight up misery. <laughs> yeah. And it's like all uh, the right, I mean, Timothy, first James, or first, or first John and James mm -hmm. and Paul multiple times, they say, use knowledge to spread the truth, like use knowledge to spread the truth and love of God, not use knowledge to get ahead in life, to make money, <laughs> to make your life easier, which is like usually the pursuit of knowledge is like, why do you go mm -hmm. to college? Well, I want a good job. Or I want to know, me, 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 I want to be smart. I want to, you know, <laughs> it's like you go to college, like, you should be going to college to find out ways to spread God's love and God's truth, you know? Yeah. The glory should be given to God, not yourself. Yeah. And that's the, that's the trick with knowledge is I think it is useful. There's like, like you said, philosophy, like study philosophy, but what, like why? And the, the answer yeah. is God's glory. <laughs> It's, it's, ultimate, way, yeah, use, it's the ultimate use, philosophical question. Yeah, is, to, is, is why. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like, but if your answer is, well, so I can get a job or well, so I can win arguments or well, so I can feel good. You know, it's like all those answers are 
Input oh. you, you, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've ever read, uh, uh, read, read Justin Martyr before. Uh, he's one of the you know early church fathers, but he was a philosopher before he became a Christian, and he would always walk around with his uh, philosopher's robe. And he, you know, I think a lot of philosophers at the time would take off their philosopher's robe when they became a Christian, but he refused to. He, he said that the ultimate philosophical truth was Jesus Christ. So he, he, he said that he never really earned his philosopher's uh, robe until after he got baptized. And I'm just like, that, that is deep, yeah. dude. Um, so the, the, first, the first apology of Justin Martyr is one of the great writings uh, that I've read in the last six months or so. And it's, uh, I think the, like, like the ultimate question is why, what are we doing here? Why? Uh, and you know, I would recommend people just don't go to college to, to your point. Uh, but if they're going to, it's, <laughs> it should be for that reason to, to, to spread the truth, spread love. Yeah. God's love, not earthly materialistic BS, secular, uh, you know, you know, lustful love. It's, it's horseshit. Yeah. Not Oprah love. <laughs> no. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> and so I was going to ask you: um, Is the Bible the truth? Uh, Jesus Christ is the truth. Um, you you would have to talk about what what well what does it mean by truth, Bucko? Uh, you know, like the Bible. The Bible. I, I Jesus Christ is the truth. Um, after you know, Jesus Christ lived died and was resurrected there were the people that he trained and there were the students of jesus christ um many of these men wrote what is called now called the bible or the new testament and the old testament uh called the scriptures at the time that the law and the prophets was around at the time of jesus um you know if you're looking for a clean-cut answer yes uh but i i think that the the bible didn't put itself together um uh, the Bible didn't put itself together, and a lot of things said that I compare it to, you know, like PEMDAS. Uh, for in, in math, there's an order of operations and stuff, uh, where if you do something out of order, the, the, the it doesn't add up. And I think that if you start with the Bible, that's not the truth. I believe the tr truth is Jesus Christ. I, I think history is the truth. What happened is the truth. And Jesus Christ happened, and then he had the people that he instructed, and then there was the people that they instructed. And I've been studying the ecumenical councils a lot lately, and these men kind of had to decide on what, you know, what would become the Bible. And this is one of the reasons I don't believe in the doctrine of sola scriptura, where, you know, the, the, um, where the Bible is the the sole earthly authority for Christianity, I don't believe that. Um, I think it's more of an experiential thing, uh, where there there's the apostolic succession um, that was found. The church was founded by Jesus Christ, and then the like Christianity did not start in the year like three twenty five or whenever the Bible was quote canonized. You know, it didn't start there. Uh, it started with Jesus Christ. So. Um, but if you're looking for a clean answer, I would say yes. But, it, you know, in its original text, in its original translation, the non and you would have to learn Greek, Aramaic and ancient Hebrew, man. And I don't see a lot of people doing that. Um, so, I, I, you know, we talked about uh, talked about gatekeeping earlier um, and there's always gatekeepers. Jesus Christ was a gate is, is a gatekeeper. It doesn't. That's why I reject the idea that gatekeeping is bad. 
um, because it's who and what and why. Um, but uh, the, the, there's no book that has more truth in it than the Bible, though. But it's not the ultimate truth. You know, uh, the ultimate truth is Jesus Christ. I love that. Yeah, I always say inspired truth, mm. not the truth. Because like, mm -hmm. right, like it's inspired, like people were inspired to write. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's just, it, it's just, it take, it, it was so long after, after Jesus Christ that when it was put together, quote unquote, and the vast majority of, of the martyrs of the Christian faith happened before what was called the Bible became a thing. Uh, why? like how in the world were these people dying for when a book wasn't around? You know, um, I think that's because the book is not the most important thing. And I think, I really think it's a failure of the West. You know, we all, we, the West needs a list. We need a book. We need to be written down. We need to be told what to do. And I think these things are kind of false. And I, um, what about the oral tradition? What about what people were shown? There's references. It, it, one of the reasons I don't believe in sola scriptura is because sola, the Bible refutes sola scriptura. There's many, many rep references in the epistles to the, the things that they were shown, the things that they were told. And there's in the, the, one of the last verses in the Gospel of John is Jesus did things, many, many things that weren't written down. In fact, all the books in the world couldn't hold all the, the works of Jesus Christ. So I think there ha it can't be solace. I do believe in scripture. I do believe in scripture. I, I believe in holy scripture. I, I read the Bible every day, but it, it's not solace. So solace is is the issue, not not uh, not scripture. I mean, I, I read the Bible mo like as much as you know, as a person that does believe in the doctrine doctrine of sola scriptura. I just don't think that it's the foundation of the church. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, in my life, and I can be a living testament of this, is I found Jesus before I even read the Bible, before I even read the New Testament. I had heard quotes. I, you know, you hear it just in pop culture. Oh, Sermon on the Mount. You kind of hear some quotes and stuff. And I took, I was a, I was a philosophy major until I dropped out, until I realized cool. that it was all a scam. <laughs> and yeah. I took theology classes where we would read, you know, out of context quotes and talk about it in a class and stuff. So I knew about Christianity and I always rejected it. I always thought God was fake and, and stupid. That was what I always thought in my fallen state. My born and raised to be that way, fallen state. And, you know, I just went down dark paths, hit rock bottom, you know. I mean, I've, I've said this on my stream. I went to commit suicide and I truly believe God intervened in it and like, wow. divinely intervened in it. And that from that day, it was so undeniable that God was real. And from that day, I just kind of was like, all right, what do I do? <laughs> and I wasn't even wow. a Christian. I was just like, okay, I know God's real. I know what just happened is real. And so I just kind of kept like praying. I just kept kind of asking God and like praying. And I was like, is Islam right is like I kept just being so ignorant like I don't know I don't know if this Jesus guy is real I don't know if this Muhammad guy is real I'm like question 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 and truly I just kept praying and Jesus just spoke to me and I yeah. kept he just kept telling yeah. me I mean the Holy Spirit was just coming in I started repenting for everything I did I started just asking for forgiveness from God and I kept telling him can you show me myself and can you show me what I'm supposed to do and God mm. did it and I truly believe the Holy Spirit led me to that. And he eventually just said, read the New Testament. 
And when I read the New Testament, it was just explosions of truth. Mm. I mean, when you sit down and just read it for the first time, like I always say like the first few chapters, it was really confusing. You start reading Matthew and it's all this lineage and it's all this like historical facts. And you're just like, this is kind of confusing. And then Jesus just boom. Like there's just this undeniable explosion that happens within you. And, you know, then I get to Luke and it was just over. There was no going back after mm. that. And so I can speak for that. Like I didn't need the Bible. I didn't need the words on the pages to wake me up and ha- like provide me with faith, provide me with truth and solutions. God did that. <laughs> you know, God within me, like I am a creation. I am in, in, made in the image of God. God worked through me to provide me with his truth, with his love, with his logic, you know, and set me on a path towards him. I didn't necessarily need to like read the words on the pages to do that. And ever since it's helped, I've read the Bible like three times. <laughs> I've read the New Testament like four or five times now through since then, and probably two mm. times now total, the Old, Old Testament. And so, yeah, it helps. It really does help you through situations. It really gives you perspective. It really like provides you with a lot of answers you're looking for in everyday situations. But I agree with you that like you don't necessarily need the Bible to find Jesus. You need yep. you need to connect with God through Jesus. Like and i'm kind of a living testament of that you know and the, yeah, the, the profound thing i was going to so bring I, up yeah. is it's very profound man yeah. <laughs> well yeah the thing i was going to bring up is i believe it's john 14 i don't know the verse but um you know jesus says i am the truth the way and the life and those three things are so profound like what do you need in life you need you need those three things and it's through jesus it's not through the words. It's not through Paul's writings and the stories. Yeah, they help. They help bring you there. They help educate you. They help, you know, improve yourself and, and, and strengthen yourself and, you know, whatever. But the reality is that is Jesus being the truth. Like you said, Jesus is the truth. He is the way. He is the way to God, to reconnecting with God. And he is life. And that's true, like coming from someone who was just a born into a world of degeneracy and sin and living in the fallen state for 28 years, I was living death, you know, and looking back, like I would have never said that three years ago (laughs) before I was woken up. I would have never said, oh, of course I'm living. What are you talking about? But when I look back, it was like, dude, I was dead. I was so dead. And I would have if I had in the physical and the spiritual sense. And if I had my physical body died, I would have just been dead and it would have been misery for eternity. And now there's life, you know, Jesus gives you life. And I I agree. Like, I don't think the the words on the page give you life. It's Jesus. Jesus is the way Jesus is the truth and Jesus provides you with life. Um, So yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I always say that it's not, the Bible is the truth relatively, but it's the inspired truth. Cause you're right. It's like people were writing about the truth that is Jesus, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the whole Bible is about Jesus too. The new Testament too. I mean, the whole, I think what they call it, the, the red thread where they they draw um you know it's like the the covenants and the sacrifices in the old testament paint a clear picture all the way to the the final covenant and in the, the the final sacrifice that that was jesus and it's pretty interesting um i actually was i was raised pretty christian uh, my mom raised me very christian i read the bible for the first time i think when i was in fifth grade 
Um, so I, per, and I, uh, I, I don't know how the whole thing works, but I gave my life to Jesus when I, I think I was in sixth grade or something like that, fifth or sixth grade. Same, then I, same. You were the saved, whole, yeah. Yeah, I was saved. And like, Protestants whole, like and using I, that phrase. Like, I was saved when I was eight. It's no, like, I don't like using that. Eh. I don't even know what to call it. I don't even know what to call it. But I, I'm not going to judge you, but I don't think you're you're hitting the, the head on the nail right now. You know? Yeah, and then, so I, I, um, gave my life to Jesus or whatever, was saved in those terms, whatever, when I was in fifth grade at a Christian camp. And I, I, I was I was brought to, to, to Jesus through the Bible and also through being around other people. I bought in, but then the whole puberty thing happened and the whole, you know, you know, falling away, I fell away, I fell away hard for about 15 or 16 years. And then I got into Eastern stuff and I was like, you know, to entertain things like Buddhism, Confucianism, uh, very, very cringe, <laughs> very, very embarrassing for, for, for me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I think that if, if the, if in the end it leads you to Jesus, it's good. If in the end it doesn't, it's not. So that's why, you know, the, anything scripture, other people can always be a double edged sword. I mean, a lot of people that are militant atheists are atheists because of their views on the Bible. Um, so, but the Bible's good, you know, it's great, but it's, it's just, we're fallen We're people are so fallen, uh, that they can really twist things into being, you know, very, very often they can say the Bible is evil when the, what they're really saying is they don't understand it and they're, and it led them to thinking that something is evil based on their fallen terms. Uh, so again, it's just co complicated, a lot of false dialectics going on. Um, but I think it's just philosophy is so, so complicated. That's why they got, you know, hundreds of thousands of books on it. You know, you could write, uh, you know, a book a day for the next hundred years, you wouldn't skim, you wouldn't skim the surface. So, um, it's very interesting hearing people's story about, you know, falling away or getting saved or, you know, their views on whatever. And, you know, that's why I think for, for men making progress and crushing is so important for our confidence. And cause it's simple. You get to like, what, what is the right thing to do right now? Let's go and do it. That's very simple. Yeah. Um, cause you can talk and think and feel your way into all kinds of hell. <laughs> yeah. <Wait. laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, how does someone become born again? Yo, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> man uh, I mean, look, uh, don't, you know, you can ask me, but don't ask me. Just, just uh, what's interesting is I would say read the Bible, <laughs> read the Bible, and then and I also believe in spiritual authority. You know, so um, so talk to people that are more seasoned. You talk to enough if you read the Bible and talk to enough people that are more seasoned and more spiritually uh, authoritative than you. I think you'll get to the answer. But I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe ask me in 10 years or something like that. I mean, uh, I, 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 like as far as um, what I know, what my skills are that I know can lead people uh, closer to God uh, are telling the truth and making music for positive reasons. I know that that one of my gifts is making music is, is, is I, I've always been musical. And so I, I made music for a decade or more for the wrong reasons for like, I was, I was really into, you know, making music so I could pick up chicks, you know, and that's the wrong reason. And, and so I don't need to be making music all like, 
I don't need to always be making spiritual and gospel. So I do love making that type of music, but I don't think it always has to be that as a subject matter. But as far as steering people in a positive direction, uh, I, I'm comfortable that that's one of my, my spiritual weapons. And I hope to do that for the rest of my life. But what, one thing that, that floored me, I mean, I do these Sunday morning spiritual uh, like praise streams. And uh, one thing that, that floored me, one of the first ones that I did, uh, I would read some scripture on air. And in the book of Daniel, before uh, Nebuchadnezzar threw them into the furnace, he said that they have to worship the idol at the sound of the music. He's like, once the the horns and the the symbols and and the uh, the all these different Old Testament instruments start playing, you must bow down and worship the idol at the sound of this music. And it's a perfect example of when music can be used for a completely bad reason. Or and and Paul says, if it, I think he says, if I don't have love, my my words are a noisy, annoying symbol uh, to other people. Uh, and but David was a, a musician. Uh, but he also was an adulterer. Um, so I think that, you know, that's what I can tell you for sure about spirituality is that I'm going to make music. Uh, I'm going to make music to further the kingdom of God here on earth. Uh, and hopefully that directs you in the direction of being born again, being saved, whatever terms one can use, uh, that, so I try to operate in the realm of what I'm sure about. I'm sure about that, but if you're, you know, trying to get the answer out of me, I'm going to play a song for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I heard an interesting thing um, about, because la like my last stream was about Luke 15, the prodigal son. Mm. Mm. And in reading that, I had to like double, I had to look up multiple translations of it because Jesus says, you know, the, the son returns, the father welcomes him, puts the ring on his finger, puts the robe on his back, slaughters the fattened calf and orders his servants to have singing and dancing. And like a lot of Christian denominations like are really against music and against dancing. Oh. It's a lot of voice based. I mean, I know like, like the Gregorian chants. I've been going to Church of Christ, which they're like very strong against that. They're like biblical, like instruments are not biblical. Worship should be your voice. Your God given voice should be praised, should be sung out, you know? Wow. And there's a lot of denominations. Like, I don't know the specifics of it, but... Um, That's so unbiblical, man. You just got to read I know. song. That's crazy. And a lot are against dancing. Like, a lot are against dance. Like, they think that somehow it's it's too physical. It's not spiritual. You're not giving glory to God. You're you're giving glory to, like, your physical body, your earthly body, your earthly sensa sensations or senses. Um, mm. But that struck me. And then I looked up this, like, sermon where this guy was saying, like, yeah, that is... Like people point to Jesus giving this thought about because the whole theory is Jesus is saying God welcomes all back into his kingdom. Even those who choose to drift away and return humbly and obediently, God welcomes them back with a party full of dancing. <laughs> and it's like yeah. tell a Baptist I know the Baptists are really against dancing. They'll play instruments, but they're very against dancing. And it's like, well, tell a Baptist, what do you think about this? You know? So there I I agree with you. It's like I think it's just the the purpose of it. I think there is yeah. beauty in like Gregorian chants and just using like vocal, like singing vocal hymns. Yes, that's beautiful. And yes, if that's what leads you to God, do it. But also like if you go to some like hipster worship concert where everyone's in skinny jeans and they're playing like rock and roll music, but it's Christian music that's still bringing you to God. I don't see the problem with that. 
Like, I don't mm-hmm. have any, like, preference or any, like, anti, you know, music or dancing or singing um, thoughts. Um, but do you, I was going to ask, too, do you feel called to use your music, like, to play music? Mm-hmm. Have you, do you oh, feel yeah. like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. God has specifically yeah, I mean, put you I, on that path. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's just, I think that, you know, we're given gifts and uh, the gift of entertainment especially musical entertainment is one of mine. And I think that if you're in touch with what your talents are and you believe in God, you're kind of crazy to think that you're not called. Even, I don't mean like, oh, Stephen Ignoramus, you must make music. I, I don't mean like that. I just think that with, with awareness, you know, you have awareness of God and you have awareness of self and you would use, there's certain things that I'm just terrible at. Like, why would I... Uh, try to, you know, why would, I mean, you can try, I mean, I'm not good at building stuff. I'm not good at building a house. I've never made a debt, like a desk in my life. So I can work on those skills, but the thing that I'm gifted at is, is music. Even before I got obsessed with practicing, I was always good at that. So you're either called by God or you're called by Satan and it's what you, which one you choose. And I think I was using my talents for a terrible reason for a long time. And now that I am a Christian, I just ask, how am I going to use these gifts of mine? And that's my biggest gift. So yeah, I definitely feel feel, feel called to do it, especially when I uh, when I do a live stream or when I get feedback from people in the live chat or just live that it means something to them. Uh, yeah, darn right, I feel called by God to make music for them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yep. absolutely, love that. Uh, do you enjoy life? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well, it's enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, even if, even if, it, even in rough times, I feel blessed by God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, I've had my, you know, what you call maybe mental health issues or something. I think everyone has, I think to be human is to struggle with, with your psyche and, you know, whether it's anxiety or depression or whatever. I've never had, you know, what's it called? Diagnosable stuff. I'm not, I'm not, you know, what you would call a classically crazy person. But, um, but even in, in the rough moments, I, I, I'm a firm believer in God's plan that if there's something going on, it's, uh, it's for a reason bigger than yourself and that God is a plan and God is in charge. So yeah, I, I enjoy life for sure. I think it's a, it's a gift. Why would you not enjoy a gift? Love that. <laughs> Love that. Do you have shame and or guilt? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right, yeah, pull up the search sure. history. <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually not the search history. I'm very, in some ways, I'm very, very innocent, but I just, I just cringe so hard when I think about my past, man. I, I, know, yeah. I it's like the, the never ending cringe that transcends space and time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what the, the, you know, the, the definition of what those things are. I, I'm not one of these people yeah. that, Things like shame and guilt are inherently bad or good things, um, but yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes. I mean, I've I've you know pissed away thousands and thousands of dollars on the wrong things over the years. I've treated people badly yeah. uh, in the past. I, I probably will again. I just don't. For me, I, I pray for all the time for God to reveal what sin is and what is the way that one should be treating someone. Because if you don't know what those things are, then you'll never learn. You'll never know 
the other way to be. So I can feel when I mistreated someone. Uh, I don't know sometimes how to do it differently because I don't have a time machine. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yes, I feel I, I am guilty. I am ashamed, but that's okay. I'm also very positive and very happy <laughs> and I'm obsessed with learning and improving. So I think they kind of balance, balance out. Yeah. I was struggling writing that question. I was like, is that two questions or can you lump them in together? And I was kind of yeah. pondering that this week because I was writing these questions this week. And I was like, I feel like shame is like what you're doing in the moment or recently. And guilt is more like a very past tense. And I could be wrong. I mean, dictionary.com probably proves me wrong or people, philosophers probably prove me wrong. But that was kind of yeah, my Don't, go, don't go to the dictionary, man. They like, took all of it. If shame. You want, if, if you're going to go to the dictionary, go to one at least 100 years old at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of shows on that where they, yeah. uh, the all Black's the big dictionaries are, are all the big dictionaries are completely compromised online. So just run away. Early <laughs> philosophers, as early as possible. You, in my opinion, you want to ask the people that Jesus Christ himself instructed. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pre-Roman Empire, <laughs> or pre like pre yeah. uh, like biblical, like uh, Christian Roman Empire, I should say, pre-Constantine. Um, yeah. Yes. Correct. But yeah, like because I, I, I kind of, I mean, I don't. If if we're talking about recently, like I don't have shame. I just view like everything I'm doing is in some way serving God. That's really how I wake up every day. I pray. I'm like, please show me what to do. And I just follow and I just do what I feel the Holy Spirit's leading me to do. But if you're talking about my past, it's like I, I have nightmares over what I did. You know, yeah. <laughs> I have so many like ripple effects where I'm like, I need to call up people and apologize. You know, like, mm. I really need to like make amends and like this lingering guilt that's so hard. And, you know, like I said, I just lived a very degenerate lifestyle. Like I was a slut maker, you know, I was a big time slut maker. Slut maker. Slut maker. <laughs> And so it's like, and you know, and so I, I mean, my, I've kind of calculated it that it, I had sex with 19 women hundreds of times because some of them were girlfriends that I had a, a lot of encounters with. But it's like, how many like hundreds of times do I feel guilty? Like that should be zero. That number should be zero and zero, you know? <laughs> and so yeah. I feel guilty over every single one of that. Every single person that I was a slut maker that I caused them to be a slut. You know, who's to say like they weren't before I met them or they weren't going to be after if I never met them or whatever. But I still contributed to at least some of their sluttiness. I was a slut maker. And all those extra times, like it was all just selfishness. And then, like you said, just wasting money on all the drugs I did, all the alcohol I drank, all the temporary pleasures. Like how guilty do I feel about all that? But then it's like also now I, you know, if you are born again, if I am truly born again, Yes, that happened. Yes, I should make amends for that, but I also shouldn't linger on that. Like I should try to not yeah. let it define who I am now or affect yeah. me now. And it's where a I'm fight. Going in the future, you know? Yeah, it's a fight, man. Yeah, I, it's so hard that you have to just beat those demons back, yo. Like that. That's that. So as long as you don't uh, succumb to it and go into full despair and and also start identifying with it. I mean, I I started a business about three or four years ago as a recording studio. Uh, rehearsal studio and obviously it's now failed uh and it, <laughs> i mean i i uh obviously i'm not running a recording studio so obviously yeah um, but it, i just don't even want to say i would probably only say in a private conversation i maybe have said it a few times on a live stream but 
I would probably only say in a private conversation how much money I, I, I blew on that business and it is a shameful amount of money. And so, and, and so as long as I keep up, as long as I keep smiling about it and, and, pursu- and pursuing God and pursuing positivity, uh, I think it's okay. I'm, by, by nature, I'm a very positive person. Um, I like giving people a chance. I like giving, I'm a big believer in second chances and forgiveness, things like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, you just gotta beat it back. You know, you'll never, I don't think a person will ever be just free of shame unless they have full on dementia and then they just get to, you know, get to live day to day. I don't even know what it looks like. Uh, but yeah, dude, I got shame, <laughs> but it's all good. It's funny. Yo. I, don't, I don't think you can be funny without hurt, dude, without a little bit of hurt and pain. You can't be fu- a funny person. Yeah. So here I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, do you, do you have fear? I try to not, uh, yeah, I try to not, but yeah, I got fear. I, I try to only fear God. Uh, yeah, I, I got fear. Um, it's not good. Uh, so it, it well, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I, I, for like, okay, I think there's a difference between having, having fear nature and having true fear where you embrace it. Um, I don't embrace my fear. I don't think it's a good thing. Um, it's almost like your question about emotions where, you know, can you ever over, can you ever conquer fear entirely and conquer emotions entirely? No, but can you train yourself to not respect your material fear? Yes. Um, yeah. and so it depends, it depends on what you mean by fear, bucko. That's, it's, <laughs> it, but I think that the, to, to have fear is to be human. It's not good, but, um, if you grow in God enough and trust in God, then there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my next is similar is, do you have anger? Yeah, same thing, same thing. I think that almost all these bigger emotions are, (laughs) you have them. Yeah, like, you know, not to get all self-help, but it's, it's, it's all about whether you let them have you, not whether you have them. I think that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel that, you know, I, I don't, there, this is one of the things about, you know, Jesse Lee Peterson that I, I, I don't agree with his assessment of himself or whatever. Not, I mean, and that's a little weird because you're assessing another man, what he's saying and, you know, who am I to, but if I, th- if a person says they have no shred of fear ever, either I don't believe them or I want to be shown exactly how to do that. Like, so it's, you know, maybe if it's for one second, you have fear or anger, and then you do something about it or channel it or pray. But at the end of the day, that one second exists. And then you could like, I guess, lie and say it's not fear. Uh, but that would not be accurate as far as I'm concerned, but I don't want to play God. I, you know, I just think that battling it's whether you battle it or not, not whether you have it or not. I, I think that, and also is concern and worry the same as fear? Not sure. Um, I don't have the death, the type of terror that cripples you and paralyzes you at all anymore. Yeah. But it's all about definitions. We're linguistic creatures, man. So, yeah. you know, you could, you know, um, I, what I want to do going forward is the more I get roped into, I mean, obviously we're talking, this is like a conversation, so it's, it's fine. But the more that I 
spin my web of linguistics alone rather than doing something about it, I think that is the trap. You know, pursuing it to the level of, oh, is this fear? Is this shame? Is it guilt? Is it anger? When I could be chopping wood, for lack of a better word, is that's the trap. Because men are supposed to do stuff. We're supposed to do and build and crush. And, you know, so that's what, you know, it's what you do with it. But the terror, I used to terror five years ago. Yeah. Um, where you, I couldn't leave my room because I was so terrified of, of you know, you're just, it's, it's a total trap. So that type of fear now. Yeah. And that's why I think it's crucial to repent and forgive. And like, I Damn. agree with Jesse on like, it's like the same thing. It's like, I don't agree with his absolutes and his dichotomies, but that no. is so true is you really do have to get that spirit of fear out of you, that spirit of anger out of you. And I think it's done by repenting and forgiving, like humbling yourself before God and being truly submissive and obedient to him and his will. And like, I agree, like, I don't think our physical can ever overcome this stuff, like emotions or fear or anger, like your physical, your body, your earth, your experience here in this meat suit is gonna, <laughs> you know, you're gonna be tempted. You're gonna like, yeah. you know, you're gonna have urges and temptations and feelings and emotions. But I think that is the true, like, that's when you give yourself to God so you can overcome this stuff spiritually. Yes, anger is going to arise in your like dumb brain in your body, but is your spirit, are you going to let it affect your spirit? You know, I think there's like yeah. a crucial difference there where Jesse just says like <laughs> all of it, get out, get rid of all of it. And I think it's like almost yeah. impossible to get rid of it on the physical level, but he's right in the sense of like the spiritual level, but he doesn't define mm -hmm. the difference. Yeah. But, and I think that's a, um, you know, certain that what we were talking about gifts earlier. And I think that that's something I was always blessed with. It's just the positive. I've always been a smiley, happy, positive guy. And I think that that has let lead me down some paths to making some really impulsive mistakes. Cause I'm like, Oh, people are good. I'm good. <laughs> you know, uh, but I trust you, know, you for no I, good reason at all. <laughs> yeah. And so serious, what you would call your serious, more cold type, they have their own double-edged sword there. So I mean, my spirit has always been pr pretty good. Uh, what, you know, despite what, what's happened. I mean, I, there, there's could be like a mourning or a grieving or a woe is me period. But at the end of the day, I always bounce back and, you know, life is life is okay but you know yeah. everyone's got different temperaments or you know different gifts uh different curses and c'est la vie <laughs> love that do you love all people i try <laughs> I, I i try to follow i try to follow the the teachings of jesus christ and i think that that's what uh, a thing that we're commanded to do um, we would have to talk about maybe what love is. I don't think we're in charge of the definition of love. I think if you say God's love, uh, it's, it's almost the same, same thing where I, I try, I, I think some people are evil, man. Um, and I think a lot of people think I'm evil and I, that's just a never ending, uh, conundrum that people fought like al almost no person thinks they're evil, that they're evil. They think someone else is evil. And, you know, uh, so I try, I try my best. It's more about what love is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Does racism exist? Does racism exist? What is race? Um, <laughs> you know, like, you know, what it, does racism exist? It, it, from the classical modern definition, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I think I think it, it, it exists, but I also like I want to know what race even is in the first place. Um, yeah, um, no, no anti semit no isms. No isms. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then uh, my next I, I, question is, if you wanted to make it a two-part, is does racism exist and does sexism exist? So do sexism you think these, definitely exists. Do you think that uh, isms I, exist? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, I think that sexism is kind of a good thing, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I think that what, what, you, what your modern person would label as sexism, I think it exists and is a good thing. Um, I'm not, I don't think that about racism um i more than anything i think people behaving a certain way exists um so you know if enough people of a group or a race behave a certain way you know and people notice patterns and they um like i believe in group pre preferences is good when it's regarding goodness but it's it's really retarded when it doesn't involve goodness yeah. or badness. Uh, so it's complicated, like everything we've been talking about. Um, but I, I <laughs> like things that. But most most things seen through the modern secular liberal lens, I reject. You know, um, you know, people wanting to be around the type of people that they like is not a bad thing. Um, Everything, you know, resembling, you know, differences are good, I think. Uh, but it's, to me, it's more, I'm more hung up on, I know what a man and a woman is in terms of sexism. You know, I don't really know what the definition of black or white really is. Like, do you know how pissed off Chinese people get if you call them Japanese, yo? You know, so there's, there's not really, you know, Asian or... You know, I, do I think that an Irish dude and a, a Russian dude are kind of like the same thing because they're white? Not really. I believe in ethnos for sure. I believe in the in the nations, and I believe that um, I don't know how they all started or whatever. I mean, it says in the Bible how they all, all started, um, but I don't really believe in. Yeah, it's complicated. I, I think that some people buy in to the modern thing called race. And they judge entire races based on that. So I do believe racism exists because it's true for th those people, you know. But is it objectively true? I don't even know if if race is objectively true. So without that, for in a subjective sense, I think that these things are true. But from an objective set sense, um, I do believe in what you would call sexism. I do believe that men and women are different. They're, you know, I think that, yeah, I think they're different and they can't be handled the same way. So, yeah, the latter, the the sexism thing, I, I buy into that. Like, in, in terms of it's, like, good. <laughs> clip that. Yeah, yeah clip it, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm self-employed, if you know what I mean. See, it's like I agree, but I disagree with your take at the same time. And I think I tend to agree more with Jesse Lee because I do think like we're all children of God. And mm -hmm. like, yeah, we were given and I, I, you know, you go back to like Tower of Babel. I think everyone tried to merge themselves into one unified thing, one unified place, one unified language, one unified. Yeah. Deal, unity, 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 like we're hearing in the mainstream, you know, unity, unity, unity. And God clearly does not want that. 
He clearly does not want unity. And Jesus said multiple times, I did not come to unite. I came to divide. I mean, he clearly said, I am here to divide people from my children, from God's obedient servants, and the children of, of Satan, the fallen state people. And so I do think, like I do agree with Jesse, where I think it really is just right and wrong, good versus evil. And that's kind of the dichotomy, God or not God. Mm -hmm. Satan well, okay, not, so, you know, yeah, good well, or evil. if I may, though. But I agree if, with if you because it is, it is nuanced when you start talking about the language we use and stuff like that. And typically when you say racist, you're you're – the, the way you're phrasing that is like hatred. You're not saying like, yes, different races exist. You're saying like, I don't like another race or I think badly of, or highly of one race or the other. That's like the context where like the racism is. And like same with sexism. It's like the context mm. is like, you're a sexist, which is like the context is like you, like you think men are better than women. But like what you're saying is like, they're different but I'm not elevating one above the other. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I mean, it's weird that like it, it, it's, it's, it's yes and no. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. It's, yeah well, okay. Like, yes. So here's what I like, but Jesse Lee Peterson, who, how well he says there's no sexism. He openly says that men are better at like, most important things. You know, he says that women don't have love and don't have logic. So that's why I'm, I'm saying like by the, the modern rules, like that is sexism. And I, you know, well, but, you know, you, I, I, he makes a good case, sorry. though, about about, you know, Adam and Eve, the story of Adam and Eve. Yo, I agree with Jesse Lee Peterson. That's not hatred. I, I just don't believe in his I, I've seen hundreds of hours of his show. I don't think his logic, his linguistic logic train holds up like where he says that blanket statement that sexism and racism is hatred. No, I think hatred is hatred and differences can be sexist differences. Thinking, I do believe that men are, are better at a lot of things and women are better at a lot of things. And the, the prime movers of history and what you would call quality are men. And the, unless it's like in things like child rearing and, Things, but but things like making money, things like being logical, men are better at these things. Uh, yeah, right. And the more and women prove it when they try to be more of those things, they fail at it most of the time and they become very bitter. And same thing if men were going to try to be better. I think the difference is men aren't always trying to be better at womanly things. And women are a lot of the times trying to be better at manly things. And it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> so right. I just don't buy that that what you would call racism and sexism is the same thing as hatred. You can have a very calm, unhateful person that's labeled as a racist or a sexist, and they're not like hating anybody. I do believe that that hating someone because of their race or whatever these things is bad. I reject that. I just what, don't. And I agree. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say is it's just like these different contexts of like, yeah, right. Like I'm a, I'm a white enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> like I am real I really like my race. I really like the white quote unquote. I mean that's a whole thing to unpack. But that doesn't mean I hate black. Like it's not this inherent like that means I think we're no. better. I think we're more deserving, we're this, we're that. Yeah. It's just like go go team white. I I don't I yeah, I reject the hatred stuff. I think that that, that if you hate someone yeah. other than hate someone for their group, 
Uh, it's basically retarded. Other than if you're talking about evil people, people that act in an evil way, I don't, I don't, I, I don't accept them. Uh, you know. Yeah. But Which yeah, I, think I, I, I get what I, I get what everyone's saying here. Yeah, it's, even Jesse. I just you know he it's it's the the black and white thing. He black. Yeah, black and white thinking, not black and white people. <laughs> yeah. Right. But the the sexism thing too. It's like I would never trust if I had when I have kids, I'm not dropping them off at a preschool daycare center with like men running it. You know? No. Like. That just, is a nightmare. A, I don't trust men. I know I'm a man. I know men. I know how we work. I don't trust them. And B, there's just like women are more equipped to handle children. And so same yes. thing with nurses. Like if I'm if I go to the hospital or something, like I would want my nurse to be female. Like women just care more. They are more nurturing. They're more like they they have different qualities that suit them for like certain roles. Like I don't want a male nurse. You know, I don't, and you can call me sexist for that, but then there's things like driving. Like I don't trust female drivers, like both from my personal experience, but also just in general. hundred percent. Like I think Thank men you. just have these skills that are just more logic, more like they're more focused and determined to accomplish tasks. So it's like weird. It's like, I don't really, I don't, I'm not, I would never be comfortable getting in like the backseat of a female while female drives a car. And you can call me sexist for that. And I also would not trust dropping my kids off at a daycare center run by men. <laughs> you can call me sexist all you want for that. It's like, I'm just never going to get over the fact that like, you're right. Like men and women are built differently with b different qualities, different natures to handle different tasks in society. And I don't think that's bad, but the whole mm. thing is I think everyone goes, Oh, you're sexist. You're evil. You're bad. You're negative. It's like your intentions are horrible. You're, you're stupid. You're angry. You know, it's all these like connotations are applied to your thinking, but I just think there is like what you're saying, like this reality, like men and women are different. We're built different for a reason to handle different things, you know? Right. Yeah. The hunters and the gatherers. Mm. <laughs> some are meant yeah. to hunt and some are meant to gather. Some are meant to provide and protect and some are meant to like give birth and nurture. Um, and I don't see why living up to those roles is so bad, but that's the state we live in. <laughs> That's the culture we live in. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're right. Like Jesse just lives in his own head and it like makes a lot of sense, but sometimes yeah. there's just this reality that exists outside of his own head, you know, mm. where it's like yeah. context does matter, you know, but it's like, he's <laughs> right, but like, he's not accepting that he's also kind of wrong <laughs> or things can be different outside of his head. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, are you pro-immigration into America? Not really. Um, more, more than anything, I'm I'm pro the nation's right to choose their own immigration, um, and I don't think that's what's uh, going on right now. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the a nation or a country has the right to refuse. It's almost like how I feel about a job or whatever. I think that the person hiring has the right to hire and fire for any reason at all. And not only that, they don't even have to provide the reason. Uh, and yeah, so, so as you know, blanket statement, not, not really, not really pro-immigration, not right now at this point in history, I get that a lot of people, a lot of people are here because of immigration. I, I know that a lot of people that are in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh generation here because of immigration, 
um, so there's kind of the the pragmatic reason, the pragmatic way of thinking, and there's the hypothetical way of thinking. From the hypothetical, does a should a country ever let should a country ever let another person in ever again? Yes, I, I don't know, you know, yes, but there it's also we've gone so far from America being a nation that can just influence itself for the most part that I think the border should be basically completely closed. Um, and uh, emotions are not an argument here, how someone feels about whatever, or, you know, you know, there's a thing such as different nations and, you know, a nation has the right and the obligation to take care of its own people. And I don't think that its own people, I don't think American even, it's gotten so far past the point that I'm talking about that American almost doesn't have even a definition anymore. It's it's like anyone that can make it in, anyone that thinks like the constitution, these are not what Americans are. Uh, You know, so at least in my opinion. So right now, here we are in history. No, I'm not pro-immigration. I don't think, I think that, we should shut off the faucet for 15 or like a full generation, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you for or against abortion? Oh, against. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's murder. Yeah. Um, are you for or against LGBT STD? Uh, well, against, I think that, you know, <laughs> sin is sin. And people have to grapple with sin, but the idea of calling good, good, bad, you know, good, bad and bad, good. I'm against that. I'm definitely against what you would call the community. You know, I got, you know, a couple gay friends. Uh, they're mostly cool, but the idea of, of pushing the ideology on people and calling it good is, is very, very bad. I, I personally think that almost every sing, single one of the big problems of the world could be solved with solving the issue of sexual immorality. Yeah. I think that it's one of the biggest issues. It's the issue of our time. It's that people just want the right to fornicate and they want the, no, not the right. I mean, look, I'm not in charge of rights. You know, I'm not trying to join the government and clamp down on people. You know, I just think that people need to behave themselves in a sexually responsible way. And almost the end of that spectrum, almost the, the, the farthest end of that spectrum is is LGBT stuff. I mean, the only thing kind of past that would be like pedophilia, but I just think sexual degeneracy is, um, is really, it would, it's, it would solve almost the entire world's problems. If there, if that were to be cleaned up. Absolutely. Yeah. I saw the, and I posted it, but like, um, the whole phrase that kind of circulates around every once in a while is, uh, sexual liberation is political control. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'm a big it's fan like, of, of, of E. Michael Jones. I mean, I've, I've read a couple of his books uh, about the subject. I've interviewed him once. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree that it's it's used as a instrument of political of political control. Um, uh, they they dump porn into the societies they want to topple. Yeah, I mean, so it's like yes, fact, I agree. But I even take it one step further, where sexual liberation is spiritual destruction. Yes, it's, it's spiritual like, death, man. It'll it's kill you physically. Death. It will ens- like your appetites will enslave you, and that's the easiest way for them to get you is addicted to porn, addicted to sex, and you're easily controllable, and you're 
addicted and you're <laughs> distracted and you're demoralized. But on yeah. a spiritual level, it just seriously distances you from God. You become addicted Fact. to what's physical and you know not what's what's righteous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you get off you get off porn uh, for long enough, you you literally see the world differently. You can't believe how blind you were. You before. reclaim your superpowers. That's the way I described yes. it when I quit. It was like yeah. a month later. It was just like, dude, like you recognize patterns and like. I, I mean, it might sound crazy. Like some people have said it sounds crazy, but like I literally can hear Satan. Like when people are like talking, I'm just like, that person's evil. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's demonic possession necessarily or whatever, but there's like an evil spirit working to that person. And it kind of happened a month after I quit watching porn. Like I literally could hear it in people's voice if they were like good and evil. And it's just like a weird superpower that I think we might all have it. We're just all... We all drift away. <laughs> yeah. We all become blind, quote unquote, you know, spiritually blind to a lot of stuff. And I think we reclaim those superpowers when we, you know, stop having sex out of wedlock and stop watching porn. I think those are crucial. Yep. Yeah. Well, are you, are you for free speech? We kind of talked about this earlier, but kind of talked about earlier. I'm, I'm okay. Oh, so first of all, I don't mean to throw off the floor or whatever, but I got, I got a hard out in about 10 minutes. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah. I'm teaching music yeah. lessons. So I, I hate to, I'm having a great time let's, talking to you. You're my you boy. Make this gotta, hot seat, do, hot seat real quick, like five minute hot seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's great. So, um, do I, um, I believe in open dialogue. I believe in speech. I believe that we can't escape speech. We're not mind readers, but in terms of anything goes, I mean, look, all these stuff, all these terms are seen through the lens of the government when people have it in a modern conversation. So do I believe that the government should let people say what they want? Yeah, up to a point, but that's not free. I mean, I don't think free speech goes down right now because you're not, you're not allowed to threaten people. You're not allowed to, I mean, there's the, the minute they made a stipulation in the Supreme court about, you know, fire in a theater or threats or fighting words, you know, that, that made speech not free anymore. So it's more of a, a placeholder for, what you know what we call our present discourse but i'm all about open dialogue i'm all about learning um so uh i don't know it, it depends on what you mean bucko yeah it, <laughs> so uh no i'm not i'm not, no i don't i don't believe in free speech are you for gun ownership yes yeah do you believe in ghosts uh secular ghosts no but i believe in spirits i believe in demons uh so so if someone dies does their spirit linger around in the the world uh no but i no but i would believe if uh god told me they're real do you believe dinosaurs ever existed no not as not as they're presented i i'm what you would call a young earther uh i think that the that the earth is no more than about ten thousand years old um so maybe during that time there were these things called dinosaurs and they went extinct or something like that before the flood or i don't know i i, I just work here you know um uh that's my new that's my new phrase by the way when i'm trying to just punt something i, I just work here bro like uh i'm not the manager uh, i'm just following the orders you know? um, so so as it's, as it's as it's presented by scientism no do you believe the earth is globe or flat shaped flat Flat and stationary. 
flat stationary. And so my next question is, do you believe that the Earth is a closed realm or a rock floating through infinite space? The former. Yeah, like a closed. Yeah, I think the, the, the yeah, I think the, 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 uh, the, it's, it's, they want us feeling lonely and like we don't have a purpose. Yeah. Uh, so no, distant, no, I don't Distant know. from yeah. God, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how all the explanations work. I'm sure some dude, some I love science bro, came in here and said a certain amount of people went to the, the space or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know how to argue against it. Well, I just know what I believe. Yeah, same. Well, shout out to you and Dave Weiss's stream. That was amazing. Yeah, Dave that Weiss, was awesome having that dude on. Yeah, dude, he just had every answer to everything too. Like that guy, man, he crushes. Yeah, <laughs> he crushes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was an awesome interview. So check that out on Steven's feed when you do go back and check out his stuff. Uh, Dave Weiss interview. It was like a month ago, about a month ago. Yeah, yeah, it's on Ignoramus Media, that, that YouTube channel. Yeah. And um, just the last last couple questions here, and then we'll wrap up. Do you wash your apples? Do I wash my apples? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I run water over them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't like scrub them with my hands. Like, it's like <laughs> I, yeah, I, think, I think a little bit of dirt is good, yo. I think like rubbing your face in the dirt. Like, you know, we got to bring back rubbing dirt on it at, when, you, when you get a scrape. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. That threw me off. We've been talking philosophy for two hours. <laughs> and I was like, yo, which one? Yo, the original apple? Because you should watch that one, dude. Like, yeah. yeah. Is this yeah. some kind of euphemism? Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, I watch, watch my apple. And do you think straws have one hole or two holes? Clearly two. You sure? Yeah, because if you, I'm positive. Because if you plug up one end, there's still another hole. Like, what kind of person are you, dude? Like, you don't believe in truth? <laughs> <laughs> yes, two holes. Two, two <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, the last couple questions. Where do you see yourself in 2030? 2030? 10 years, about nine, 10 years from now. What What is Ignoramus up to? Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's, I think I'm going to die in the Appalachian, Appalachian Mountains. I, I don't envision myself ever, ever uh, living uh, west of the Mississippi, ever. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I will probably be in the Appalachian Mountains somewhere, somehow homesteading, hopefully with, uh, with a family. So in, in nine years, hopefully I got at least five kids. Um, so you know, gotta find a wife, you know, or that's, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I should, if you gotta I, get a mountain mama, about, man, you gotta get one of those mountain mamas. <laughs> so we, we just talked about Jesus for, for a couple hours, you know, so if I was, you know, going to have children out of wedlock, that wouldn't, I'd be the biggest hypocrite ever. Um, yeah. But yeah, hopefully in the mountains with a homestead, uh, you know, hopefully there's still electricity and internet and stuff. So I plan on live streaming forever. And if not, all about the campfire, the campfire, the speakeasy, the the in a small town simple life love that and uh how do we fix this mess oh god well, literally <laughs> literally oh, oh god, yeah, god. Yeah. <laughs> one word yeah, or less uh, how do we <laughs> yeah jesus christ i think he's the answer to all the world's problems uh, like he said earlier it's there's a certain amount of people that won't seek him and uh, cannot seek them. They can't see that they, they, they won't see. I don't know. I, I don't, like I said, I just work here. I don't have the, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the solution for the, the blindness, the, the spiritual blindness and discernment thing. It, it's one of the biggest 
I can't figure it out. I don't think we can, but I think if people uh, seek Jesus Christ, tell the truth, work hard, um, and fight the passions, fight your passions with all you have. Uh, I think that it can, we can get out of this mess, uh, learning to think smaller. You know, I think a lot of the issues come from trying to solve the world's problems. I mean, we can't even understand the world, but we can control a little bit of ourselves. Uh, very hard to figure out, um, team up with other like-minded moral people, uh, pray all the time. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. You figure out the answer, you DM me, all right? <laughs> will do, will do. Uh, in 2030, I will, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We might, be, we're, we might be closer to each other than we think by that time. <laughs> yeah. um, and I have one final question, but first, do you want to give everyone just last-minute plugs and follows and where to find you and look up stuff? Yeah, I mean, I'm streaming on uh, Ignoramus Media uh, for the time being on YouTube. And then DLive is Stephen Ignoramus. Uh, I just started another Instagram, so Ignoramus underscore media on uh, Instagram. I think I've got about 12 followers now. Uh, nice. You can hit my link tree in my Twitter, in my Twitter uh, profile. Um, you know, my main channel, Stephen Ignoramus on YouTube, you know, uh, has blown up over the past uh, month. But I'm mostly going to be doing... Yeah, homesteading, music, and spiritual stuff from that channel, basically permanently. Um, any politics or, or news stuff I'm going to be doing on Ignoramus Media going forward. Um, so, yeah, just follow me on, you know, on the socials. Ignoramus Steve on Twitter. Uh, but that link tree in that, uh, in that bio is where you can find most of my stuff. Thanks for having me on, man. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Final question is, did you have fun? I guess you just answered. Oh, yeah. I love, talk, love talking to you, man. Yeah, I love you. Yeah, come back on my show anytime, man. I want to have you on the next next month or so. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I would love to, yeah. And I'll be in your chat. Don't worry. I always sneak into your chat. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I'm at work and I can't – I can't. Um, the app, I can't talk, but I'm, like, listening. But, yeah, always. Yeah, I can't recommend all my all my followers. Check out Steven. His show's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, man. definitely, dog. <laughs>